Hey, Chad Brown here. You may remember me as a linebacker in the NFL or as a reptile breeder and the owner of Pro Exotics. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio, number 253 in the books. Um, I should say on the books, I guess. I don't know. Oh, and it's, it's, it's just me now. and you tonight. We've already, <laughs> we've already messed up the episode anyway because you played that little bit commercial thingy in the beginning before the music that we're not supposed to play anymore. So yeah. it's already it's already a sunken ship, so might as well yeah. just have fun with it. Yeah, let's just yep. let's just see let's just see where this takes us. We we're not we we have a couple of topics of of choice, but we're just gonna go with the flow and see what happens. And uh, we're gonna be talking uh, what we usually talk about carpet pythons and much much more. But in the world of carpet pythons today, I mean, it seems like the uh, world is uh, falling apart. I mean. I, I unplug for a few like, days and I come back and you know everybody's fighting each other. But I, what's going on? Yeah, it was uh, it, it, and it was it was funny. The, the, this thread started on our page, the pick of the week, about Xanax, and it's and and people are describing it as it snowballed out of control and there was a massive debate. I'm like, ah, shit. So I get on and I look, and I don't. See it. It's like there wasn't the like it wasn't anything. It's still up there, and that should tell you where I thought it was on the scale of um, harsh battle. Because as everyone will know, if they're frequent on the pick of the week, rather than debate, or if there's anything offensive or there's anything that I could deem as you know childish petty bickering, I will delete the hell out of it. This seemed like a reasonable debate about Xanax and the lineage and the genetics of the morph. So I'm like, hell, this is important shit for people to know. And I kind of left it there. And I did, again, I didn't see where the fight was happening. So I kind of just let it ride. So yeah, apparently, and this is hilarious because people are like, Oh, it was 
terrible. I'm like, you, and, and I felt so old doing it. I'm like, you guys haven't been through a JAG debate on the Morelia Python forums between the breeders at the time when the JAG was first coming out. I remember a time, and I'm like, oh, my God, I've turned into Eric. So it's like that's pretty much what the day was for half of it. Uh, I told like, you, you know, went over the hill, my friend. You're over the hill. It's like, you know, 30, and now I'm just you. So it is what uh, it is. Um, yeah. Yep. So, so I, I I don't know how I came upon it. I, well, yeah, I saw a post about a post in another group on another group. And uh, I kind of <laughs> said, huh, well, I guess that can only and be I one said, of three groups. So I imagine us, maybe yeah, that's I mean, ours. <laughs> so maybe uh, since I haven't looked at it all day. The other part I don't understand. It was just like they, they, they took the post out of the pick of the week to another Facebook group that we're all members of. So what happened twice? Like you, yeah, I, I don't well, understand that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I don't get okay. it. What were you trying to achieve? Was somebody well, just shy and didn't want to put it up there for fear of like other people commenting? But everybody saw it. It's yeah. like it's like having a conversation about a conversation in the same room as the people who were like, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I, it's probably internet Facebook thinking, but whatever. Yeah. So I, I, I just assumed that that must be our, like I said, it must be our group. So I said, uh, um, let me go check it out because I didn't, um, you know, we've been kind of, I don't know about you, Owen, but my work has been insane. So I really haven't had time yeah. to do pretty much anything. Um, yeah. re- let alone, uh, you know, uh, be worrying about what's going on on Facebook. And to be honest with you, man, it's been fucking great. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know how else to put it, except it's been fucking great. And usually I don't curse, but I'm telling you what, man, to be out of the drama uh, of that bullshit, <laughs> fucking great. I'm just how many times can I say it in the episode? Exactly, but this. Uh, first off, I love it when you. First off, I love it when you get into these wonderful little rants of yours because then I can just sit back and smile at my horrible little creation as he dances across the floor. So, um, but well, I, I can't but, even comment because I don't even know what it's about. I just don't understand it. Like, I'm like, what? What? And here's the thing: it started, and normally. If something like that, if a question is posed in the pick of the week, normally I will go and check because there's usually everybody jumps in on it, and and it usually takes a while for it to get to somebody who actually knows the answer. But Nick was right there, like almost immediately, and gave a spectacular answer that – and I even told you the reason I didn't delete anything from that. You thought I actually went through and cleaned it up, and I had not deleted a damn thing. So the reason I didn't delete anything is because the whole point of this show and everything else is that people need to know how shit is passed on genetically. So it was a very good question, and it was a very good answer by Nick of how the exanic morph works, and it's important. So especially because exanics are getting down to a price range where people are getting involved in them. 
So if you are curious about Xanax and it is a morph project you want to get involved in, you better go over the pick that we can read about how it's passed on and plan your projects accordingly. Otherwise, you are going to you're going to be in trouble. You know, you might not do it right. Here's so. the thing that I don't here's the thing that I don't get. It's the same thing with the zoo shit, it's the same thing with the uh the gorilla, with the alligator, with the anything that you can pick on Facebook. All of a sudden, yes. you become a goddamn expert on something that you don't know nothing about. Okay? Not a damn so, thing. For me to sit here and talk about a gene that I haven't even mm. produced yet is just stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. I can sit here and say <laughs> what I think, uh, a, pi- hypothesis, uh, a hypothesis that I might have. Uh, maybe uh, how my animals look that have are you know uh, uh, to show that gene or whatever you know all that right. is well and good. But if I haven't yeah. produced an animal, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> say it louder. People didn't hear shut. you. Shut. Say it louder. <laughs> I come mean, on. come on, man. It's just. It's no, you no, 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 no. We do not know. We don't go on with the conversation until you finish the sentence loud enough for people to hear. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, was that so hard? So, so when a guy, whether no, here, here's where, here's where I have to go with. Okay, so this uh, post was taken from the pick of the week, and it was put on yeah. uh, Carpet Python World or one of the Australian uh, forums. Uh, or yeah, Facebook as as groups well as or whatever. Carpet Python, as well as the Carpet Python discussion page was put up. Right. There was a thread about it over there too. Yeah. And I think that I think that what they I think that at least I'm going to speak for the Carpet Python uh, world uh, group. Go ahead. I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to have a, a discussion about it. I don't I don't think that it was to create drama or anything like that. I think it was just an interesting right. conversation. And they wanted to get some people and get some thoughts and put people together. The problem is, is that when yeah. you're using uh, the internet as your communication device, you don't know. Everybody like right now, it. we're having a conversation. <laughs> you can tell when I'm mad yeah. and when I'm not mad. You can tell when I'm happy I, or when you're happy you're, or whatever, or when we're joking around, you know, yeah. <laughs> or 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 whatever. But right. you can you can hear that in our inflections and the tone that we use yes. and the way that we're speaking, yes. et cetera. So talking on the on the on the going back and forth, and one of the things that Nick said is that he said that uh, all Xanax of all pythons um, are are what he thinks uh, are incomplete dominant. Right. So, and and Nick has uh, produced. I'm pretty sure, like, didn't he produce like three or four clutches of Xanax this year? And yes, he's produced hundreds. Yeah, like, but here's where here's yeah, here's where God. yeah here's where I have to um, listen to the people that's produced them. So the discussion mm-hmm. is going back and forth, and you have basically three people that I know just from speaking to them personally that have produced Xanax. Okay, when it comes right. to car uh, and and for the sake of argument, I'm not even going to get into any other type of Python. We're just talk carpet Python. So you have Nick who's produced a ton. You have Roger mm-hmm. Lester who's produced the yes. uh, proven out the uh, Exanic Jungle. 
And then you have right. Wayne Larks, who's also produced another line of Exanic Coastal. That's what right. I w- is only in, in Australia. So those guys were saying that their results look like it's it proves it to be uh, recessive. You know, and okay. Nick's, Nick's sort of came back and said that, you know, uh, there really hasn't that been that many clutches made. So maybe over time you'll see different results because a, a lot of people were calling him out saying, you know, you said in your book that it was recessive. Now you're changing your mind. Well, what the hell, man? You can't change your mind. Well, what, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> when I wrote the he said went, clearly. What I wrote. Wait. The book yeah. doesn't change. It's a saying that I'm no. not here to sit here and say that, you know, the dude can't be wrong or whatever, blah, 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 because clearly no, he thought that the exanic gene was recessive from the information that he was yes. given, and since then he's changed his mind. My problem is just that people should stop and listen, or read, or whatever you want to say, and really try to figure out what's being said, and maybe, maybe, you might <laughs> learn something. You know what I mean? Like everybody today thinks they know everything about everything and nobody can tell them. About, and then, you know, I wasted another goddamn 20 minutes of my life 
reading some <laughs> other stupid post about scaleless carpet pythons. I'm like, what? And I stopped in the middle. I said, what the hell am I doing? I'm listening to these two knuckleheads argue back and forth about, yes, I, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, plants have no feeling. They have feeling. They don't. I'm like, what? What the? What am I doing? This is bullshit. Oh, it doesn't wait, make wait, a wait. difference. Is this the whole thing of like, <laughs> is this the whole thing of like they they put a recorder up to a plant a plant and it burned and they're like, oh look a little spike. I'm like, I don't really do shit. So I don't even know, man. I don't know. I got I sucked into a wormhole. I couldn't get out of it. My feet were dangling outside of the wormhole. I was trying to pull myself we, out. Had, I couldn't get out. We've had this discuss. We've had this discussion about scaleless and when it comes to things. I won't keep scaleless for several reasons. One, I don't like them. They're they look like someone put a water balloon inside a piece of pantyhose, and that's what the animal looks like. I don't, yeah, they're that's, ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they're oh, ugly, gross. man. <laughs> I keep looking yeah. at it like, what's wrong with you? You look like a burn victim without the puffering. I mean, just no. So I won't have scaleless because of that. And, and I mean, somebody could come up and be like, look at this really cool scaleless thing. And I'm like, yeah, good for you, buddy. I mean, and I, yeah. and, and that's, just, that's the next level of shit, and that's just how it's always going to go. Because now they got the scaleless ball python. You know they're going to try to find scaleless in a bunch of other things. They already have it in a bunch of polyprids. Um, fuck, I even sent that one picture of you of that one alligator that has like scales missing from parts of it. And oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. They're, they're, so I'm like, I'm like, so this yeah. Be, so I'm like, great. I can't wait to see the albino scaleless alligator because it's going to be just laying there going, kill me. So, <laughs> you, um, and that I don't understand. You've taken a crocodilian and made it so that it cannot lay in direct sunlight without dying. It's like <laughs> you took a crocodile, you took a crocodilian, an alligator, and made it so it is genetically impossible to be an alligator. So, congratulations. But yeah, I mean. I, 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 I can't. I won't. I won't do it. I, I, you know, to have to have a conversation about this for real is like, you know, uh, when you think of a morph, I mean, really, it's a genetic defect. Um, yeah. Uh, sometimes they're bad. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> they're not that bad. I'm looking at a jag upside down right now. Yeah. So. It's, yeah. I mean, that's something yeah. that I personally go back and forth with all the time in my in my own personal. Right. Uh, you know, feeling on whether or not um, this is the right thing to do or not the right thing to do. You know, um, I, I sometimes I feel one way, sometimes I feel another. Um, yeah. You know, but but it but it is a discussion that I have in, in my in in my with myself. You know, um, and for people not to think about that, I think is not really uh, maybe putting the animal as the as the first. However. That being said, um, I don't understand this. This I, I I can't understand this for the life of me. And every time this bullshit comes up about a morph and anything that goes on with this, it's always the same thing. It seems that the people that don't do morphs hate, like hate, the people that do. But the people that We're looking do, at you, do morphs, Scott Borden. The right people there, that do you, do you. <laughs> the people that do do morphs, you know, do do morphs. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Uh, oh my God, <laughs> they uh, that just happened. Right. All right, go ahead, no, continue. <laughs> <laughs> the, 
You should have just let it flow, we're, we're man. You should have just show. you had yeah, to stop no, it. Just, yep. Uh, what the hell? But anyway, the Go people on. that that do do morphs, they um, basically, um, I don't see the same level of hate. Uh, hate's a strong word. I don't know. It just this is just my my uh, perception of how it goes. Now I'm a guy. I'm like the guy that sits on the fence. I have morphs. I have non-morphs. I think that they're cool. Everybody knows my stance on it. Like I like the morphs. Um, there's certain mm-hmm. lines that I think are too far, but I'm not going to bash somebody because that's what they do. Personally, not my thing. Right. But if you do it and you're having a good old time and you're not hurting anybody, well then what the hell do I care? Why do I care? Like why does it become this thing? Well, the morphs and you know. Uh, quite honestly, I'm getting to the point where I wish they were all goddamn $200. Just make them all $200. <laughs> then it's done. <laughs> Everything's done. 200 bucks. You know, I, it's Seriously, just, oh, I'm, on, I'm on my way to your house. If, if I didn't see the I'm on my way to your house. <laughs> so, oh, my God. And, 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 and you all can cram it. I'm first in line. So it's, it's one of those things where um, – Everybody has a line, and everybody's welcome to their line, and everybody should be totally cool with everybody else's line. You know, I I will not breed my bread live with my coastal, but no. somebody else, somebody uh, somebody else who's like, oh man, I've been trying to get my hypo breadle to breed with my jags. So I want to make some hypo breadle jags. Whatever, dude. If that's if if, if that's what yeah, brings care. you to the table, knock your freaking <laughs> self out. I don't really give a shit. I don't care. Somebody's man. like, I'm gonna breed my, I'm gonna, somebody's gonna, I'm gonna breed my, you know, granite hypo breadline of my Wilma. I'm gonna twitch a little, but whatever, dude, knock yourself out. Like you know, yeah. but whatever. It's totally your animal, your shit. Have fun, knock your fucking self out. So, and I draw my line at certain things where other people go to, like, ask too far, and I don't give a shit. And I'm the one. I'm the kind of guy who can enjoy morphs, normals, of various species. So mm-hmm. and it's like I, and and unfortunately, it's like people tend to kind of forget that other shit's out there. It's like mm-hmm. I can put a normal-looking black face, white lip over every single Aryan Jaya I have ever seen. I'm sorry, but I like them more. <laughs> so that's the way it goes. And uh, and um. Fortunately for the rest of you, Timor Python is slowly crawling up the ladder. Since I got one, I'm becoming more and more obsessed with them. So, that's going to get up there, too. I, I would not be surprised if the way that my collection is going, if I start getting rid of carbon pythons for more pairs of random shit, and then I don't have to hmm. deal with drama because I just see you with my Timor pythons that never breed, and you all leave me alone. So Dude, like, I'm, I'm selling everything, and I'm getting into Burmese pythons. <laughs> Oh God, no, no. Uh, well, whatever. Um, and that's and that's the thing is again, it's your collection. Have fun with it. Do what you want to do. Knock your freaking yeah. self out. Understand that there are people out there who've done more research and more with a species and may have more knowledge to impart with you. Learn, yeah. don't argue. So, and that's the way it kind of goes. And you know, and I, and get, I get, I hate to break it to everybody who is a non-morph person. We know you're a non-morph person. You've told us about 20 times 
that you're a non-morph person. Every time somebody puts a picture of a morph up, you jump in there that you're a non-morph person. It's kind of like we know you vape, and we know you do freaking, um, uh, like, uh, that, that damn gym shit. Whatever the fuck. We all know you go to the gym, right? Eventually, <laughs> stop telling Who us knows what's going on at the gym? Person. Clearly not know, me and you, Owen. <laughs> you mean, anyway, no, you know what it's like? You know what it's like? I'm a, we all know you I'm a vegetarian. We got it. Bullshit. I'm a vegetarian. You know you're a goddamn vegan. We don't need to hear it every single freaking time you post. I got it. You're a non-morph guy. Uh, so just well, ride with it. Uh, well, okay. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, man, I don't even know how to tackle this. One. So Sit my over, thoughts. Just on, let it ride. Yeah. So <laughs> my thoughts. Are, on the whole thing. This is just clearly my, based off of what I've seen in my collection and what I'm working right. with. Um, so, is Exantic incomplete dominant or recessive? Um, my take would be is that I would lean towards, now, let me clarify. The line that is in US and Europe, I'm not talking about what's in Australia. I don't have any knowledge of that other than, like I said at the beginning, what Wayne and uh, Roger have talked about. They, they're, what they've worked with and how they've done it, they've, they look at it as recessive, and I'll take those guys' word as, as it is since they've done the work. And we will say, mm-hmm. I mean, it, can, it, it is possible. I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming that it's possible that uh, there could be two lines of Exanic. And that one could be recessive and one could be, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, incomplete dominant, right? I mean, that is Either possible. One. Yeah. Why wouldn't I, it be? I, I, I don't know. See, the thing is, I don't, I'm not the kind of guy, I haven't done any of the research. Again, I have not produced Exanics. I have two Exanic Jags, and that is pretty much my extent. I'm sorry, no, I have also an Exanic normal boy. I have three boys. And they're all pure Exanic. I had a het female, but she passed. So uh-huh. I don't have anything else to look at. I do have a caramel het Exanic. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting into, I can't really even weigh in on that, because the, now you're talking about another gene in there in the mix. Oh, does she look different? Yes, but does she look different because she's a caramel, or, or does she look different because she's had Exanic? I mean, I can't mm-hmm. really gauge it. Because that's kind of like you're adding more stuff here. So it's one of those things where, I, I, again, I defer to the people who have more experience with this. And what I can say from my guys is I don't know. So I'm going to hang back and honestly got to wait. My boys, I think one of them will be ready to breed next year. And he's going right to caramel stuff. So I might not even jump in on that stuff either. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So, okay. So I have not produced, uh, I'll get into, you know, my Xanic girl, she crapped out. I'll get into that. No, after we get, we get through this bullshit. That's a whole, maybe that's why I'm on edge tonight. (laughs) You know, maybe that's why I'm a little frazzled tonight, (laughs) but 
That's that that we'll get to in a second. Anyway, yeah. Um, as far as the Xanax goes, so I have a jacket. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I got. I, the stuff that I yeah. have is all pure, except for a zebra Xanax that I have. Okay, so I have a jacket Xanax, yeah. a head Xanax, right. and then a visual. Right. You can clearly see a difference between the Xanax girl and the head Xanax girl, but the Jag head Xanax could pass for an Xanax Jag. I would imagine, okay. and this would just be my guess, that if I had a really nice Xanax Jag, maybe you could see that the other one looked nicer. Uh, probably something similar to what you would see in, say, a pastel and a super pastel. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, no, it's which would lead me, but go on. Yes, which would lead me to believe that maybe uh, there is – I mean, it seems funny. We, uh, It's funny that I guess nobody listens to us, but we've been saying this for a long – I said this before we started the show. Like, I don't understand what all this controversy is about. We said this like two years ago. I mean, this is like two years ago we said that, hmm, you know, I think it's when you first got your uh, head exanic um, because when you got your head exanic, Nick said to you, hey, listen, you know, this is probably a possible head exanic, but if you look at it, it might be an exanic. (laughs) You know, I don't know. You have to breed it to find out. Um, Exactly. When when I got my head exanic, Nick was like the – because that was one of those – patented phone calls where I called Nick to get the Exanic Jag, and by the time I got off the phone with Nick, what was coming was an Exanic Jag, an albino, and a head Exanic, and I didn't know what the hell I just did. So, and he said, like, hey, man, I'll give you a, a, a post head Exanic, and I'll, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, I'll make sure it's, like, you know, really good, the possible passing it up, and all this other stuff, and I sent him pictures after it got a little bit bigger, and he goes, yeah, I may have kind of went a little too far into the whole Xanax thing. I don't know what's going on. Because you're going to have to breed it because she was passable as an Xanax. I've seen other people throw up Xanax, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, she kind of looked like that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> you're not going to start shit. Anyway, um, Ooh. so it was one of those two. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, you know, I love you. Knock it off. So, um, it was one of those things where it was like, she was passable. And we have talked about that. And I think I said before the show, it's like, clearly people hear us, but they don't listen. So, yes. Could this be a form of being a co-dominant? Again, I don't freaking know. I'm going to wait for smarter people to tell me. Yeah, this was actually, I remember talking about this some time ago because I remember posing the question to Travis about um, comparing it to what you would see in a piebald, right? So a piebald has markers. So my question was that if an animal has markers, Mm -hmm. right, Mm -hmm. does that make it now incomplete dominant? And then the visual would be the super form. And if I don't butcher his response too bad. Basically he said (laughs) that it would have to be a consistent marker. And sometimes everybody has it. Yeah. So with the piebalds in particular, we'll use that as an example. 
not all of yeah. them have those markers. And some of them that do have right. the markers don't prove out to be pi, you know, or head right. pi. It's one of those things that it, 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 it's a good indication, but yes. it's not 100%. Correct. So, okay. I mean, is this going to be one of these topics that five years from now we're saying, you know, remember yeah. those days when they said that, uh, you know, like we do with the Jag Living stuff now the or the yes. Tiger stuff? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like, come on, man. Let's just take a step back and let's look at what we got and let's see if, you know, uh, let's compare, you know, clutch data, so to speak. But the problem is, is that people that are commenting and don't have any clutch data because they never bred them. <laughs> or they don't have any Xanax. Yeah, but, so um, they don't it's... have any. It's like the non-morph people are talking about morphs, but they don't got any. Did you open up a cage and see an exanic in your room? No, I don't think so. Just shut the fuck up and get out. You know what I mean? Get out of the conversation. I, I mean, come on. But, but I like That's that like me walking though, into if, a boa if, group if you, and saying, I'm going to tell you how to breed boas. Like, come on, man. That's just stupid. Put, put the boy <laughs> and the girl in the same cage. Yeah. But, um, Duh. Yeah. Duh. Duh. <laughs> How else do you do it? Um, but, but I would like that to be more of a thing. If we have a question that is posed to the entire community, I would love for there to be more sharing of data and sharing of results to kind of prove it out. Instead of Nick having or other people having to run around and get the data, rather than being any kind of judgmental or trying to find the answer immediately, throw out what you have. If you have examples that are breeding, you know, post up the information. How many Xanax did you get? What's moving on here? What did you breed? Where are the lines from? What's the lineage? This is how these questions are answered. So don't, don't be quiet. Don't be shy. Obviously share your information. If you don't have any information, just listen. Don't just share. Learn. <laughs> don't share. Yes. Owen, oh, let me like, ask you a question. Like, like a, go ahead. Did you did you post on that post? Not a damn thing. So, oh. um, Why is that? Oh, because you haven't produced any. I haven't produced any. But yeah. but it's almost like you know you know when you post up like your albino and yeah. like two comments below, there's some guy that goes, That's great, look at mine and it's like all right, thanks. It's like uh, you, you don't totally we all hate that guy the entire thread or don't we hate that guy? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No one likes that guy. No, but nobody it's, likes it's, that guy. And it's like, and it's like doing that in a discussion between while well, people are trying to figure it out. So, uh, once again, if if this is a discussion about how a morph works, you know, l- let it go. Like you, you guys do not have to comment. You know, obviously, if you want to follow, you can do one of the stupid things of like, hey, following this thread or whatever, and then just leave it be. But, you know, obviously down when we get down to the bare bones of it, we're still kind of, if it's a new morph or it's something else, there's one of those things that can be altered. None of this is set in stone. None of it. How genes move, how this happens. We are dealing with mutant animals. So something could pop up that has a gene that's in a different spot that can do this. So, oh, we'll get to that, Owen, because there's a whole other topic that we have to get to with mutant genes, but go ahead. But I'm just saying, that's just, why, did you see X-Men or something? I don't know. But um, it's, <laughs> that's, 
that's just how it goes where we, we think we have that, – that's just science at the bare bones of it. You think you have an idea and then something, throws, something happens that there's a wrench in your entire idea and you have to rethink, reconfigure, redo. If you don't, you're just a drooling idiot. So obviously, yeah, we say this is how the morph works. But if enough evidence is showing that the morph actually works like this, you'd be stupid to not at least try to learn about it and figure it out. And, yeah, Nick yeah. said one thing this way, but now he's going it that way. Why? Because the evidence is pointing him that way. Yes. And there could be more evidence in a couple of years that points him a different way. So Correct. it's just the way it goes. So you're, everybody's just going to have to take a couple steps back and chill the F out. Okay. So now, uh, since we talked about the coastal exanic, now I'm going to talk yes. about the IJ exanic. Which go on. So the IJ exanic. Um, I hate you, Scott. So <laughs> I hate you so much, Scott. You do not have a scaleless exanic coastal. Stop it. <laughs> um, go on, the IJ exanic. But that's my opinion. But I'm not going to walk up okay. to the guy that's breeding a scaleless and say, that's abominable. Like, I'm not just not going to do I'll, it. I'll smack you with an iguana, but, you know, that's yeah. as far as I'm going to go with it. But, yeah. <laughs> but huh. um, but the uh, the IJ, um, from what yeah. I have, I have a visual. I have okay. uh, two heads. Um, yeah. And I have probably whew, 50 IJs of pretty much every lineage that's available in the U.S. Uh, so I think I may be able to speak on this one. Um, I believe so. Yes. Uh, the Exanic IJs, um, I think, actually are better than the Coastal Exanics, my opinion. I think Last that they week. look better. Um, that's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, I believe that the gene is stronger. That's number two. Uh, number three, <clears throat> um, the hats look different, but they don't look exact. Mm-hmm. But okay. here's the problem. Here's the problem right. that I have. I don't know what um, – I haven't seen a clutch to where you bred like a hat to a hat to where you would have possible hats. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think this this is kind of where the green IJ came up from. I think that the green IJ right. was uh, an exanic IJ crossed with a coastal. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look in that book, Carpet Pythons, that was the book from Mark Mentz, and he showed you that right. animal that, that he produced the green line of, of IJs with, it looks like an right. M-Pen coastal. That right. I, I've never, in, in, in all the IJs that I've seen, and I have wild caught stuff too. Um, I have not seen anything that looks like that. Is it possible that it is that? Yes. But here's the problem. Unless you're the one that got it or you didn't randomly pick it up in a pet store, which is where that animal came from, uh, then <laughs> how, how do you know? You don't know. So it's, it's, You're sitting there and it's like, it's pure IJ. Where'd you get it? A pet store. It, you cannot like those those you just defeated your own argument. You cannot sit there and have the like the pet store owner could come out of the back and say, I bought it from a guy who bought it from a guy who bought it from a guy 
who told me it's pure IJ, because that is exactly how the story goes. I mean, yes. even if it only changed hands once, even if it came out of some guy who walked like, to the pet store, I guarantee the pet store went to a show or had some guy drop off the animal. So you don't know what – we've always talked about this. You don't know yeah. what that animal was, and they slapped IJ on it because that's what they looked up, or that's what the guy said, or that's what somebody told him. I, uh, you know, it's funny. You cannot base an uh, entire project off that bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I got into this argument with this kid uh, uh, over on Fauna because he posts up this picture. Clearly, <laughs> first of all, I don't know what I, what, what I was doing. What are you doing Fauna? Fauna? I, I have no idea. I don't know. But I'm flipping through, the what the hell are you doing and I see, I see this, this post, and it says, you know, IJ looking for, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, when I see IJ, I click on it just to see what it is. I click on it, right. I look at it, and I'm like, clearly this thing is a cross. First of all, it looks like a jungle. That's what it looks like. It looks like a jungle. And yeah. I, I said, I'm like, oh, man, do I, do I comment or do I not comment? And I went back and forth, and I'm like, oh, let's, let me try to be politically correct with this one and not be such an asshole. So <laughs> I post in the, in the thread, I said, um, do you have pics of the parents? And yeah. he says, no, I don't. So luckily, another fellow uh, uh, Australian reptile enthusiast that deals with blackheads. I don't know if he wants his name oh. out there. He, come, <laughs> he comes along and he just puts it right out there. And I was like, man, I should have had, had the balls to say that. And he says, that, that, that guy that, that's a, know that's the Australian enthusiast and also does blackheads. Um, would do I kind of know this guy who's an Australian enthusiast who also deals with blackheads? Yes, you know him. He's been on the show multiple okay, does, times. Does he like to play a musical instrument? Yes, he does. <laughs> okay, that's all we need to know. <laughs> yes. Um, <clears throat> anyway, <That's> awesome. <laughs> he, he puts all it right. out there and he's like, uh, yeah, that's not an IJ. Um, you're wrong. And Shut the fuck up. <laughs> We're saying that all night long. <laughs> oh, this is not a show for the kids right. tonight. Clearly. No, don't. Please, God, don't listen to us while you're driving your children places. I can only yes. be yelled at that at shows so many times. So it's like, you know. Yeah. Anyway. So, so you know. That actually, that was kind of a, a, in all seriousness, that was kind of a moment where um, I took a step back and I was like, man, you know, I'm breeding all these morphs and we got all these crosses and, you know, you got all these animals and, you know, in a way, as much as I get slack for it, uh, I'm kind of yeah. glad that I do call some of them. And I'll tell you why, because if some random kid just comes along, you know, this is where yeah. the non-morph people do have a valid argument, you know, um, uh, that, that some random kid comes along and buys a snake from another kid. And this kid then goes and sells it for what he was told. I don't think the kid was lying, but the problem is no. that he got, he got defensive. Like he was an expert. And I'm like, what? No. like, Dude, I don't, no. I, first of all, I think I pretty much know, 
who's who in the Morelia world, and I don't know who you are. So, and I'm not saying that like I don't know if that comes across like egotistical or something. But we have a podcast. What I'm saying is that we're pretty much talking to everybody that's anybody when it comes to Morelia and carpet python. So it's it you know when you do a podcast, it's a weekly podcast. You kind of have your finger on the pulse of what's what. So you come across yeah. even if even if I have even if you or I haven't personally interacted with them, you kind of have a feel for what's going on. But you you're know, on the it's like, well, yeah. who are you? You know, I mean, like, don't come off like you're such a expert. And I think that kind of goes back to to my point earlier, is that you know. If you it's it's okay to debate. I I actually like to debate. You know, I just hate yeah. when debates go off the rails. You know, that's why I love. Well, that's, a, that's the reason why I and, love and going to like thing. carpet fest and stuff because you know right. I can have a debate with somebody and we can get our opinions out there of of different things and, and you know um, I like to hear. I always love to play devil's advocate. I like to see what the other I person is thinking. You. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's just the way I'm built, but. You know, I, I want to understand their point of view and I want to try to put myself right. in their shoes to, to, to really get a feel for why they think what they think. But what happens is it becomes personal and that's just, I, I don't understand why it goes to that level. It's not like, I mean, we're just talking about snakes for Christ's sake. It's not, you know what I mean? Right. It's like not life or death shit. <laughs> I mean, come on. Because- because people don't want to be proven wrong at what their passion is. Because if you're a person sure. who is the only person in your little group of friends that has stuff to do about reptiles, you're used to telling everybody what for. Like you're used to being the reptile expert. You're, you know, every single person who is a snake person uh, in, a, in, a, in the Morelli community, even in a snake community, has a bunch of friends who they're their go-to reptile guide. You know, they're the ones who are getting text messages of what the hell is this thing. What the hell is that thing? What is this? What is that? Is that okay? Hey, my buddy's got a snake. Can you help him out? That's what happens. And when you're online amongst other people and somebody tells you you're wrong, a lot of people take that, you know, as, as an offense. And they shouldn't because you can be proven wrong. That's totally fine. Everybody is wrong at one point in their life. It's how you react after the fact is what kind of cements you in the community. So numerous times, I, and, you know, and a lot of times it's you go off the information you're given, and sometimes somebody has to tell you, no, dude, your information's wrong, this, this, and this are what you got to go by. And you either go by that and you find all the doors open to the community and you learn a whole bunch of new shit about a whole bunch of tons of things, or you're done. I mean, it's – or you stick to your guns and you end up kind of off to the side moping. So – and we all were there because everybody talks about how their first snake or their first couple snakes were the show pickups and the mutts. And I mean, my first breeding was a coastal, whatever the hell, I don't even know what she was to a Ted Thompson coastal. Those are the first mm-hmm. babies I ever freaking produced. Mm-hmm. So, and it's just like, and I would net, and I got rid of her because I started doing more and more of the whole, I wanted pure lines or as pure as I could get lines and she wasn't. So I got rid of her. So, and that's how it really works. And see, like, you know, you you can do that. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's a, you said pure and it pops in my head and this is, you know, I know this is a little bit off topic a little bit, but you know, this kind of plays into 
the other argument that always happens in the carpet python world is this pure versus not uh-huh. pure and all that. And um, I mean, that, that 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 argument as much, much as it is, we can't. Yeah, do I mean, you're it. either on. Yeah, there's you're one side or not, you know. But I think I just think of like all the wasted time that's like. I I like my stuff to be pure too, but in yeah. reality, I'm just going by what somebody else said. So exactly. I don't understand like why it's so like so heated about it. You know what I mean? Like if you're making a nice snake and, and it is what it is, if you have lineage, that's awesome. If you don't, then, you know, you'd be honest and you say, Hey, listen, you know, this is kind of what it is. And, uh, you know, it's a cool looking snake that's and, what it is. you know, it, yeah. you know, I think it looks like it sure does look like a jungle. You know, but you know, I, yeah. I think that's what kind of cracks me up is that like the jungle to me, me personally, is a, is a specific subspecies that probably has more crosses in it than people think. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And like lines that people are working with that they think are, quote unquote, pure. And they walk around and talk about pure. And it's like, well, huh, that's probably the one that's jacked up the most. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you think of all yeah. the stuff and it's kind of like what happened with chondros. I don't think that back in the day that, you know, guys like Trooper Walsh or Eugene Bissett purposely set out to breed um, uh, Viridus with Azorius. I don't think that they, they, they didn't even know that back then. You know what I mean? They were they just, just trying said, to Look, get chondros to make babies. So, correct. Yeah. You know what I mean? They exactly. weren't saying like, well, that's a Jayapura. Uh, we can't mix it with this Aru. No, they're saying that's a red one. That's a red one. Put them together. Let's see what we get. That's you know a what boy I'm saying? and that's a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's, that's how a lot of these things were started. Like, you remember, you know how you put up a joke a little bit a little bit ago about that old guy with like the little scroll and the feather, and I said, meanwhile, over at Rogue, it's like a block <laughs> of wood and Jello. Jello has yeah. really been nailed to it. That's how all projects begin. Way back when, when it's like, hey, we're trying to get these animals to breed in captivity. Like, I have my Timor python. I'm going to get a male Timor python. And I'm right. going to put them together in a cage. And I'm going right. to hope to God for babies. Right. Now, in years from now, if mm-hmm. someone writes a paper and says mm-hmm. that locality-specific Timor python, and I There's find out that my male... Exactly. Then I find out my male... Because he, I thought he looked cool and different. Turns out to be a completely different subspecies than my female. Yeah, I'm going to feel a little bad. But I'm not really going to care too much. Because in the beginning, I was just trying to get babies. <laughs> so that's how yeah. it goes. So a lot of things go. So you can't really take that as it is. And the other unfortunate part, going back to the purity thing, is you can do everything correct. Everything. Yeah. But you're selling to the public and the public, if they don't care to the extent that you care, they're not going to follow through. I have high contrast Queenslands. I used to call them high contrast Queensland coastals because I used to sit there and go like, oh, they're coastals. They're coastals. They get huge. Fuck it. I've seen jungles bigger than them. So mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> they're, they're, they're integrates in my opinion. That's what mm-hmm. I'm going to call them for the rest of my friggin' life. Is I'm just mm-hmm. going to sit there and be like, the Queenslands were integrated. It's done. That's what it is, and that's the Queensland line. If you're buying it, you know you're buying into an integrated line. Done. I've sold a few of those, and I keep seeing them pop up. I saw one that I sold as a female, and she was proven out by a guy who pretty much this guy buys animals 
reads them, thinks he's like can check it off his list and then sell. Mm-hmm. So this guy bought one of my high cons from somebody else that I sold the high con to. And he checked with me and he asked me what it was. And I'm like, uh, you know, it's an integrate. It's a thing. It's a blah, 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 blah. So I saw him post up an ad probably about a year ago trying to sell her urban breeding female jungle. I'm like, mm, that's not good. <laughs> you, you didn't add the coastal part. You just said jungle. And I, I messaged him and I called him. And I said, dude, it's an integrate. You got to put integrate. It's not a pure jungle. And then the ads all went down. So I don't know if he sold the animal, if he took the ads down, if somebody's out there running around with a jungle produced by rogue reptiles, which I hate to break it to everybody. Rogue has never produced a jungle either. <laughs> all we do is coastal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so that's just how it goes. So I'm really kind of hoping. And again, I did everything right. I put everything out there. I kind of told everybody what's going on, but there could be somebody going over there and just booking around with his jungle. And for all I know, it could appear on Fauna a couple of years from now, and somebody could say, hey, check out my really cool jungle, and someone could be like, nah, dude, it's an integrate. So, I mean, yeah. that's just how it happens. So, you know. <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's uh... – that's that's one that will go on till the end of time. And unfortunately, you know, I think back in the day, people thought that carpet pythons were carpet pythons. And I mean, even I've shared the article before, but there's an article and I talked about we talked about it on the show uh, multiple times. But in the article, the Barkers wrote uh, Buddy Buscemi sent it to me and it was about Erie and Jaya's. And that um, during the I believe it was in the 70s when. Um, Australia uh, closed its its borders. Um, before that, there was animals that came into the United States legally, um, and yeah. you know they were labeled as uh, carpet pythons, or you know there wasn't this whole idea. Heck, even in Australia, sometimes they don't look at it more than uh, you know uh, just a, a locality of a carpet python, you know, I mean, I really, mm-hmm. the taxonomy is all one of those things. Like, unless you do the genetic, uh, genetics, uh, research on, on, you know, on the level, um, like on that scientific level, then really we're just all talking out our ass about our theory, about what we think with the information that's given to us, you know, and, right. um, uh, and, and I mean, for all we know, we've talk- the, the taxonomy changes all the freaking time. When we started the show, sure. We called it Morelia Python Radio because we had a lot more Morelia in Morelia. They all <laughs> yeah. left. So uh-huh. it's like that's that's how it goes sometimes. I mean, you know, we sent a what, nasty we sent a nasty letter yeah. to those taxonomists and said, "Hey, man, yeah. you just cut our shows in half." <laughs> trying to do a thing. I, I, but, I just um, found out that there's a I just found out there's a paper out there that renames blackface white lip. No kidding. To not carry, oh, I don't know, I, I have to find it. But I have to, from what I've heard now is that it's not named after a certain person that we ah. refuse to mention on this show, which yeah, we I don't say I that word. Behind that. <laughs> so, yeah. well, that's, that's like Beetlejuice, man. Show. You say it three times, <laughs> and all of a sudden he just shows right? up. Don't say it. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, um, again, taxonomy is always changing. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I was going to say that the thing with the Barkers was is that they wrote about how, 
you know, animals that clearly were from, uh, that's, that's, and, and again, this is just my theory. Uh, I have no proof on this, but the animals that Derek Roddy works with, as far as what he calls new guineas, right. His new mm-hmm. guinea line, right. Um, I believe that they're Cape York carpets. Uh, they look the same okay. as Cape York carpets um, as what you see in Australia. Um, you know, very similar looking to IJ's kind of, but they're smaller. They breed very small. Um, they the variability in the clutch is insane. Uh, they don't have red babies though. So I don't know. Go figure. Anyway, we'll never yeah. know. But when you put two and two together, and then you realize that back a long time ago, um, to get those animals into the U.S., they said that they were from New Guinea. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, and it yeah. was right out back of our neck of the woods, and Philadelphia Zoo was involved. So, uh, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just like, you, you know, people <laughs> do shady shit, you know, and sometimes when they do shady shit, uh, you know, you think you have one thing when in reality you have nothing, something else. You know what bothers me more about anything than those Cape York carpets that they have okay. an animal that, you know, well, I should say the New Guinea carpets as far as those, uh, Cape York, the ones that Derek works with. Um, yeah. if all of a sudden it was being, it was able to test, let's say genetically that they could do some kind of test and it said, okay, these animals and they are related to the carpet pythons found uh, in the Cape York uh, area. So, yes, I would say that these are the same. They would all of a sudden everybody would want one, right? Yeah. So right now nobody gives a shit about them, you know, except a few no. people that work with them. Other than that, everybody else could give two shits less. But if all of a sudden I put this name on it, now all of a sudden it becomes cool. Think about that for a second. Think about that and soak that in. If the snake is cool, the snake is cool. If it's not, it's not your thing. It's not your thing. It's not your thing. What did Nick say when you – Nick was over here, and uh, I'm like, yeah, we're trying to beat the Macklots by them. He goes, that would be cool. And all the four people that would buy them from you, I'm like, oh. So it's like you're exactly correct. I would sit there going, yay! And then, like, again, like, five, six people would be like, oh, my God! No one else would care. So, it's like, that's how it goes. So, but the second an albino Maclos python comes out, holy crap, burn my room to the ground. So, it's like... Yeah. We can get into that discussion, too, but we don't... I'm pretty sure we'd lose our voices if we kept yelling. So... (laughs) um, I I don't know. I I just think that uh it's just I don't know, man. It's just it's just it just changed it's over the past couple months I I have just really kind of changed uh my whole feeling on the whole I don't know, man. Just the whole whole thing of of I I don't know how to explain it, but like, you know, uh the morph thing, I don't it's cool. I like the morphs. I, I really do. I like the genetics. I like seeing the different things hatch out. I think that, you know, mm-hmm. it's definitely cool stuff and, and I'll, I'll continue to work with it, but <clears throat> you know, it's, I don't know, man. Sometimes I think like, 
what what the hell? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just I'm, decided, I'm I'm just, just talking off the top of my head, but it kind of I just ate the yeah. shit, man. I you got know? you. But so I decided I'm just going to ruin Lyasis for everybody just because. Um, so I'm going to breed. I'm going to breed albino olive pythons to maclots and water pythons, and I'm going to find a duns python and breed that to an albino olive just to ruin Lyasis, so that the people who are somewhat all three people, all three of us, who are really into Lyasis, just have to feel the same pain the Morelia people do. Which, unfortunately, <laughs> the three people that I know that are all into Lyasis are also. Morelia people, so it might be redundant. But either way. So. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh, wow. Death threats. All right. That's nice. Thank you, KJ. So, so. <laughs> anyway, but that's, again, it's just, it's one of those things. So, uh, again, and, and, and we, we always get back to this one thing. If you're happy with your animals in your room, doing what you want to do, knock your effing self out. But do not be closed off to learning new things and applying them. So there we go. Yeah, <sighs> I I agree. Yep. So, all right, I think so, we beat that I think we beat that enough. horse. That horse that, is dead. Yeah. Horse yes. is dead. So, is so dead. So, yes. Um, so, if you, well, I'm going to put this cool, out there you, because oh, – go ahead. Obviously, go ahead. I was going to say, before we get into the next topic, if it's cool with you, uh, kind of jump into what's going on with Chad. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I'll let you go with it. Okay. You have, uh, you have the info? You, yeah. I have some of it. I'm going to pull up our conversation from today. But uh, some of you guys – do know um friend of the show he's been on a few times uh chad greg cool guy um does some great work with a bunch of animals um breeds a tons of different really cool species um it, it, working heavily with the bull and i he's working with a ton of different scrubs working the white lips timors everything all this different stuff uh he kind of had a trade go very wrong on him today and that was that he sent a black-faced white-lipped boy and a green tree python to a person that they had agreed to do a trade with in Maryland and Chad was supposed to get I believe um, 1.2 fox turtles and 1.1 of Indian star tortoises or something like that and when he opened the box all he had was a uh, full bottle of water inside the box. And, of course, now the guy who has done the trade with him has pretty much gone to the winds. And now Chad is out to very higher-end animals. I mean, this is obviously not something you mess around with. And he doesn't have any tortoises to show for it, and the animals are gone, and he's been kind of trying to figure out what's going on, and we're finding out that, you know, the guy used different names, the Facebook thing was fake, that was fake. So it does kind of harken out to that always be careful when you're doing trades and all that stuff. And we're kind of asking everybody who is within our listening scope and in the United States, especially in the Maryland area, keep your eyes out for somebody trying to sell uh, blackface white-lipped males. Now, that does not happen often. And I will tell you that because I usually look for blackface white-lipped. Um and it is an uh, older boy. 
So, you know, obviously the things would be like Craigslist or shows or blah, 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 blah. Um, obviously, if you see any kind of animal like that, please alert the authorities as well as the green tree python male. Uh, if you go on to Chad Gray Reptiles, they have pictures of the animals uh, from the last things that he took of them. And they have the inf- information of the guy he was dealing with, which it took a little bit to get the guy's real name. Um, yeah. What Chad is saying is that the man's name is uh, James Hanlon and goes by John Fick. Uh, apparently, he's 2818 Plainfield Road. What is that? Dun. Back in Maryland or whatever the hell, zip code is 21222. That was the address that Chad shipped the animals to. So, obviously, if you're in that area and you see somebody posting up on Craigslist trying to sell a Green Street Python or a white lip, please alert the authorities. Chad has already talked to the police in the Maryland area, and he's talking to other breeders and things like that. Uh, don't purchase the animals, obviously. Don't do one of those things where I'm going to buy them and send them back to Chad. You know, because the last thing you want to do is pick up stolen property or, you know, buy somebody else's animals. So the best thing to do is just kind of get the cops involved a little bit, see what we can do. Because obviously we want to try to get Chad's animals back if we can, because I know this would be a huge punch to the gut for me if I sent animals out there to find out that I was just getting a water bottle. And, of course, Chad was really kind of getting the tortoises uh, with him and his son. So, obviously, the little guy is kind of feeling a little um, down right now because he was expecting a box full of tortoises, and they got a bottle of water, which I think is enough to pull this guy out into the street and beat the crap out of him. But I can't say that on the radio. (laughs) What? Um, So, obviously, again, if you're in the Maryland area and you're at a show and somebody's trying to sell a green tree python and a male white lip, Ask some questions. If you can't really get the information of where he got it from or you're suspicious, please notify the police. Take some pictures. Try to get the dude the cards and stuff like that and get going with that. Yeah, so, that's got to push obviously it, man. sucks. It does. Yeah. And that's just – that's just. Su- I mean, like, you can't uh, – now, I've done trades. And I did – I've done trades with Chad. Like, I sent him some super caramels for, you know, a ring python, which I – murdered but um that's beside the point it's one of those things where if you can't i know that chad likes to do trades because he'd much rather just get rid of the animals that he's got to get animals he wants and not spend the cash and i love that idea i'm so for that idea but it's it's to have it where you're now going to be suspicious of every single trade from now on because of a douchebag that decided to use uh this underhanded bullshit to get his hands on two animals that he could have just bought outright, but didn't want to, because now he's got these animals and he's going to try to flip them over there someplace. And that's just horrible because obviously this dude does not give a shit about breeding or the animals. And Chad has had great success with things like white lips. So, you know, there's that, that's a good could be producing mail that is now lost to the community because this jackass has it. So, and that's part of the thing that sickens me. And also because it happened to a really cool guy and his kid that that just got sucker punched out of, and that's what absolutely sucks. So, and yeah, absolutely. Kind of is a nice little way to go, reptile community. You some there's some dark corners of this place that suck. So. Yeah, I think 
I think that's going to happen no matter what type of hobby you're working with. Um, of course, it's always going to be underhanded people. So, yeah, I mean, it just sucks. Um, hold on one sec. Um, sorry, a message and somebody has okay. we go. You're doing um, you're doing three things at once again. So, um, yeah. So, <clears throat> um, people are uh, upset about the whole anti-morph thing. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, Again, still with this? No, we're moving on to... Uh, um, yeah, no more. So, I'm going to tell you about my uh, situation that happened with my Xanic girl. Um, so, I've been waiting for this clutch uh, for three years now, I think. Oh. <laughs> uh, Anyway, albino to Xanic. Um, uh, for people that don't know, uh, I couldn't get this girl to go uh, for for these years that have gone by. Uh, this year, I had a situation where I had warmed up the animals. I uh, started feeding them. Uh, as I was feeding them, I noticed that she wouldn't eat. Uh, it happened twice. Then I kind of thought, huh, that's kind of weird. Uh, checked her out, seemed like that she was ovulating. So I put the mail with her, saw locks, uh, and I thought, wow, that's kind of weird because it's out of the season. You know, it's uh, mm-hmm. usually carpets are not are, are breeding in November um, and not, especially coastals, and not in, um, you know, April. <laughs> it's just kind of strange. Well, yeah, no, that's not really how that goes, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, things look promising. All the signs were there. Uh, you know, she went through all the stages, you know, uh, ovulation. Um, she shed. Uh, you know, uh, I just thought everything was, was on track. The one thing I noticed, though, and I should have, I kind of I had a feeling that this, this might go south on me. Um, typically, mm-hmm. what I find is that when carpets, uh, maybe about, three days before they're going to lay they get in i call it pretzel pose it's like like they're just like all twisted up i don't i I guess because they just feel uncomfortable so they're like moving around like a lot of people will post shots of snakes that belly up that kind of thing but like I, i i have it on my facebook page multiple times but you know as soon as i see that to me that tells me that she's gonna lay within the next couple of days I didn't see that right. with her. So kind of like she didn't even yeah, try to kinda, like bask belly up or twist around nah, or whatever not, the hell. Nothing like that, you know. Um, I tried to I tried to like leave her alone because I really was kind of like this was kind of weird that she was going so out of season. Uh, so I just kind of you know let her do her thing and uh, there we go. Well, the other right. day I came home and sure enough, there was a slug in the cage and I'm looking at the, um, uh, the slug and, and I look at her vent and it looks like that she might be egg bound. So I'm like, not again. What the uh, hell? Not this again. Is, you know, Jesus Christ. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do what I did last time. I'm gonna just I'm gonna let her go for the rest of the day. Come back later on, check on her, see where we're at. So I come back later on, and she lays the other egg. So that made me feel good. Uh, so I'm thinking, okay, well maybe she's gonna lay these two eggs, and then 
the rest of her clutch is going to be good. So I, I would go in the next morning, uh, still nothing. So when I came home from work later that day, um, I wanted to make sure that, okay, if she's not going to lay that, you know, that she's not egg bound, then it's just, she hasn't laid the eggs, but yet they're not at the tail, like way up. So right, right, I don't right. know. I, I guess at one point, maybe I'd like to get your opinion, Owen, you know, maybe you come up, but I feel her, I don't feel eggs, but obviously, um, you know, every little bump that I feel going down, I'm like, Oh, is that an egg? Oh my God. Is that an egg? <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. Out, like that's a rib. Is it an egg? Is it a rib? You know, I'm telling my wife, I don't know. Feel it. What is it? It's like, and you're saying, I would say, hey, I'm going to be in, I'm actually going to be down there tomorrow, but if Zero uh-huh. has a vet appointment, and I don't want to come over to your house with the wolf creature. So um, uh, we're going to have to take yeah. it another time. Yeah, he might <laughs> Otherwise, eat my wolf be, creatures. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. I really don't yeah. want to have to explain why Dexter's in his mouth. So um, yeah. we'll think of something else but but um yeah obviously so second opinion is something always better yeah so uh you know from what i can feel and what i see um basically i got two slugs which is weird mm-hmm. maybe she reabsorbed uh maybe well uh, when did she when did she lay the slugs uh yes sir the other day sunday when did, when did she do she was due probably right around then. You're probably going to be, you're probably getting some more. Think so? Yeah. Yeah, I, ch- I checked on her t- t- today and nothing. So I, I didn't see, uh, you know, so I don't know. What do you do in that case? Do you try to palpate them out, take them to the vet? What, what do you think? Normally what I would do is uh, try to palpate them out. The second thing is obviously uh, trip to the vet because she does have any more in her. Palpating uh-huh. out could do some damage if they're not right yep. to the tail. But right. he might be able to tell you if there's anything in there and give her the shot to get her to induce labor to get them out. Right. And it's a little bit yeah. easier on her than palpating. So it sucks. Right. I know. And for all you know, it could be one of those things where I would kind of give her a few days and then schedule yep. the appointment. But, or I would probably call actually and schedule the appointment because it's going to take a few days to get you in there. But um, And then if she doesn't lay by the time you go, go and check it out. Because, uh, you know, obviously you're – as much as this animal has pissed you off in the past, like, four years. But, um, you know, you, you obviously want to get her taken care of and see what's up. And I, I find inducing is so much better than, like, just pushing down on things. You don't want anything like that to happen. So, yeah. Yep. Sucks. Yeah. So my chance for snows uh, are back to the drawing board. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Dude, this is like this is like what the third time, fourth time you've tried this. Yeah. I'm just gonna buy snows, man. Somebody's gonna produce them, and I'm just yeah, gonna I buy them, gonna breed them that way. Yeah. 
I know. Send her here. I'm a, <laughs> I'll do the coastal thingy on her. I'll bring her here. I can breed coastal. <laughs> well, I think I I think next year I'm gonna try like so. I have a caramel head exanic. Um, yeah. Male. Because you uh, and here's the thing: all your albinos are proven males, correct? Yes. So it it's like you want to sit there and go like it could be the boy. It really can't be. <laughs> so I mean, they did. Yeah. So yeah. So um yeah, there's that. So that was a kick in the kick in the balls, but you know, it is what it is. That's the good with the bad, man, and that's that's part of reading and uh you know, you just go back and you try again and patience is uh is is a thing. On the good news, uh a lot uh you know, I'll just share this info. Um, baby carpets. Um so uh you've heard me talk about before, Owen, I think you kinda do the same thing. I'm not sure. No, maybe you don't. Um, I've decided, yeah, I I think you just go straight frozen thought. I decided that, you know, live, live hoppers, that's how I go. Right. So live hoppers, um, you know, I gave them to them twice and basically I tried frozen thawed and I'd say about 90% are switched over to frozen thawed by the third meal. No bullshit. No, nothing. You know, they ate. For whatever reason, I, I don't know. I, we said this before, and you know, this is when people don't listen. And maybe two years from now, they'll be saying, you know, how come there's such a problem with albinos eating? You know, but it's true. I, my experience has been that uh, albinos, head albinos, um, are somewhat difficult to uh, to get going. Um, but they they pretty much go when you offer them live hoppers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. So, I only have the one albino, and he pisses me off because he why is that? does not eat. Because ah, he eat. No. right. When I got him from Nick, he was gangbusters. He ate everything in sight, and then he just kind of stopped. And it has been a fight with him. It has to be a certain color mouse at a certain color, certain temperature, laid in his tub, and you can't bother him. Even then, he probably won't eat it. And then he eats once or twice, maybe three times, and then he sheds, and then he won't eat again. It's He's growing, but he's not growing enough. Not when I have a jag head albino that might be ready to roll next year. So it's a little frustrating when it comes to him, and it's also gotten to the point a few times where I'm like, you know, albino prices are dropping. Your days may be numbered here, you. So, and it's... <laughs> one of those things where I'm like, you know, you know, if I buy some more animals and do this or all someone has to do is come up to me with a pair of an adult pure Darwins and you're out, you're done. So, or every once in a while I tell them, Eric will eventually make pure Darwins and then you're out. So, yeah, probably uh, next year. (laughs) Oh oh, man, he's done now. He's out second that happens. So it's, and it's just one of those things where, you know, again, I've heard the same thing that Darwin's can be tricky. I have always done frozen thawed, and it works. So, and obviously, you do have the I have three right now that won't eat, but they'll take the prey, wrap it up, and they just don't eat it. So, yeah. uh, I'm well, going to try to feed them something smaller first, and then we're going to move to the live. So, I've produced six clutches of albino crosses. Um, yeah. I have about uh, eight Darwins. Um, some of them are yeah. albinos, some are not. I have an albino Darwin. 
I have plenty of albino crosses uh, that are adults. Uh, and once they're adults, no issues. No issues at all, man. They're rock solid, eat every time, ravenous feeders. But the, the, just when they're babies, man, I think, I think it's similar to like the same problem that people have with bread lie. Um, yeah, I think because bread lie it's is just, too, too yeah, so, so close to the, uh, to the, um, you know, maybe to the wild, uh, ancestry, you know, I mean, they really haven't been worked with that long in captivity. So not, well, not bread lie, but Darwin's. Well, I'm saying, um, I would say bread lie are just so chilled and so calmed of a species, they honest to God don't give a shit about the frozen mouse. And I've laid frozen mice down in front of baby bread lie and watched them like fall backwards off the hide box because I put it there. And it's like, really? So it's just like something about the laying the dead animal on the floor sometimes tweaks them out. But the second I put a live hopper in their cage, it's like something yeah. just clicks. The instinct yes. kicks in and I'm looking at a little baby hunter. And this is one of the ones, like, I, this was, like, a, a week ago. I tried offering you a frozen fuzzy, and you tweaked out. Now I put a live hopper who's bigger than the fuzzy in your cage, and you're like, I'm going to kill it. Kill it dead. Eat it to hell. I mean, like, it, yeah. it, it is a weird thing. And honest God, if I, if, if, when I get baby bread like again, I will do nothing but live immediately. So, but. Yeah, I think it's the way to life, go. So. Yeah, I think it's the well, way to go. Again, Speak, whatever works for you. Yeah. Whatever works for Speak, you. You know. Speaking of bread lie. Um, yes. You know the uh, gentleman that purchased uh, the bread lie from you in Tinley? Yes. Okay, so he does a show, YouTube show called, oh, shit, Reptile... Oh man, I'm, I, it slips me as of right now. Um, right now, right when we need it. God yeah, damn God it, damn it. <laughs> Hold on. Um, anyway, See, this as is I, what as I, when we don't have a an outline. I mean, when we don't script, have an outline, it's just yeah. A thing to talk about. Um, well, yeah. as I um, as I flip through this real quick. Um, okay. I'm gonna say that. Uh, oh, here it is. HLH Reptiles. Yes. So, so he has YouTube videos called HLH Reptiles. All right. Uh-huh. <clears throat> anyway, he was showing off his bread lie, and they're pretty nice, man. They're they're they're. Why they're, are you? Why they got you some good size on it. Tone. Wait a minute. Why are you saying that with a surprise tone? Like well, Owen produced that? Wow. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. <laughs> You're <a> dick. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that I first of all I didn't think that um, the size that he got on the the are, are they're they're a decent size. I can't remember how many years ago that was, but it doesn't uh, seem like that long ago. They're but fourteen. They got yeah, they got a decent yeah. size on them. They're they're, they're pretty friggin' big, um, and um, typically. You know, my experience has been with some of the uh, older lines of bread lie. They don't really uh, have uh, hold the color as well. But that mm-hmm. one in particular, mm-hmm. when you see it, you're going to regret that you let it go. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. Um, You're going to say, oh, the, shit. The good thing I, is is that I know enough people in the general area that have baby bread lie of mine. So I could get a boy back. A boy. Remember, I only had like four girls in that entire clutch of 16. So um, I could get a boy really easily. But just to have their parents still, I always I always have that whole thing of like, man, I wish I could get that animal back. But it's normally with an animal that I don't have the mother or the father anymore. Either it's sold or you know, it died or something like that. I wish I could have that animal back because it's whenever somebody's like, man, you bet you wish you could have that one back. Why? I still got mom and dad. I'll just make more like that one and keep them all and wait until yeah. something like that pops up. Now, if I do that and nothing like that pops up, then I'm going to get pissed and wish I still had it back. But, um, so I just want to produce red light again. I mean, I thought they were so cool. And my female, uh, Raven was the mom of those, uh, two red light. And I right. think that, when something about bread life, if you do not own bread life, go buy them because sometimes you walk in and if it's during the day and you catch them in their, um, you know, cage, they seem brighter. It's like the, the brighter orange and the brighter red. And God forbid you take them outside in the sun. You're like, this, where did this animal come from? It's not the one I just pulled out of the cage. That being said, in wintertime, they look like dull, you know, folded up socks that you threw in the corner. But that's, beside the point, but I think they're a great animal, a great species. I love my bread lie. I have three. Um, I don't really want any more, even though uh, I keep getting tempted by all your blind animals and your morphs and other such things, but uh, and I kind of imagine I would probably fall in love with Inlands just the same way, so I'm glad they're doing well, and I'm glad they're they're good-looking babies, so yeah, it's just what well, I guess what I was trying to get at is it must be uh cool to have uh to to see animals that you produced and then, you know, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. I, I guess I guess cuz in that. a way I, I love yeah. to see the animals that I produced years down the road. I wish I could see more of the animals that I produced further down the road. It, it it would be so awesome to watch that develop. I mean, I dig the animals that I raise up as my holdbacks. Like, those are always usually my favorites because right. I've seen them from the ugly little things that came out of the egg to what they are now. But, you know, they're, they're always the ones that I wish I could see what that one looked like at this point. Or, you know, if, if this is a baby that hatched, I ended up keeping it for almost a year until it finally sold, and then it leaves, and then it becomes even brighter and better. I, I don't know. I would love to see that. I, I had some guy email me pictures of a baby that he bought uh, from one of my first clutches, and he sent me pictures of it wrapped around a clutch of eggs. And I'm like, that is awesome. You know, right. she, she probably wasn't the best animal, most expensive animal that I ever produced, but fucking look at her now. She's awesome, wrapped around a bunch of eggs. So, you know, I, I would always love that. Yeah. I guess because uh, also for me personally, it's like if mm. uh, I see somebody posting an animal of yours, 
you know, like me and you know things about each other's collections that other nobody else knows. You know what I mean? It's kind of like where all you know. the skeletons <laughs> are buried. Yep. Yeah. The inner, <laughs> the inner workings, the secret projects, yeah. the, all that kind of stuff is like, uh, you know, uh, it's all yep. kind of uh, is known between the, you know, me and you, and 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 um, when you see. Um, I don't know. It's it, when you when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, okay. I, I've seen those adults. I've seen the parents to those. I've I freaking held them. I've cleaned their cages. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's 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 just like a different level. So anyway, you probably cleaned cool. babies' cages at some point. Yeah. <sighs> so, I think so. <laughs> it, it is cool, and I'll I'll, pro- yeah. I'll probably have to. I want to check out that episode and see what's going I'll on. I'll send right. you the link. So uh, wait, please. you know what? I'll I'll put the link over in the. Uh, yes. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Copy link. Copied. Okay. Um, he also goes on there and talks about uh, ring pythons, which I know a mm. lot of you. I want rings hey. again. There you go. There it is. It's up there. Um, Sweet. So uh, what else do we got? Uh, as far as topic goes. So that's it. My season is done. Um, I'm over uh, looking to next year. If uh, you know, if even I breed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. You're moving. Oh no, that's a horrible thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, um, you're serious. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. It might be, I Luckily, take next year off. You know, that's, that, that's yeah. a good segue well, into the next but you have three uh, years worth of babies that you've been hoarding. So <laughs> you have yeah. Good story. Yo, here's the cool thing. Uh, the caramel Jags, the caramel yeah. Jags that I produced in 2015. I think I hit yeah. on a lot of supers. Uh, they're pretty sweet, man. They're coming into their own. They're uh, really nice. That That is cool. Uh, I do like that. I mean, you've, you brought over animals. You're like, I'm not sure if this is a super. I'm like, this blows my supers out of the water. So you're saying it might be. I'm like, yeah. You're like, but that's impossible. I'm like, I don't know what to make of this thing. So what is this creature? So it's like, it, it, it's shit like that. So obviously to see the animals come into their own, especially with caramel stuff, it's awesome. So, yeah. and, and so sometimes you get hit on the numbers. I think my first clutch of super caramel jags, I'm like, oh, crap doesn't look like I really got any supers. And then as they started growing up and shedding, I'm like, oh, crap, looks like I got, like, four. So it's, like, kind of just as what you what you got to know what to look at and what to look for. And, again, after about a year, everybody does. I don't care what you are. You're not the same carpet python you were when you are a year old. It's just, like, you all have that one moment where you buy the hatchling. It is what it is. And then after about a year, you open the tub or cage that one day, move the hide box, and it's just like, nah. It's like, what? Who put this animal in my cage? Because that was not the thing that was there last week. And it's just like yellows and bright colors or blues. Where the fuck animal you're working for? The colors just happened. And yeah. that's when you fall in love with the animal. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, I, all my whole uh, 15s are doing that right now. So that's, I love this time. Yeah, all the, um, so I got a couple things going on as far as the animals that I've held back is, um, for one, uh, uh, 
this will kind of bring us into our next topic. But uh, poison ivy, um, I I I still can't figure out exactly what's going on genetically, and I, I I'm not going to even speculate as to you know uh, if it's genetic or not. But um, you look at poison ivy's belly. Uh, she definitely has black markings underneath her belly, which I mm-hmm. don't see in typical IJs. Uh, and what's starting to happen with some of the babies, the babies that have what I call this shadow look, um, they have this speckling that's starting to come in down the, down the belly, um, which is pretty interesting. So if I were to guess, um, and putting everything that I know together piece by piece, I think that what's going on is that over time, these animals develop melanin. Um, They just get darker and darker and darker and darker and not like a muddy dark. There's a difference between, you know, like I'm muddy and ugly as opposed to what's going on with these animals. So I don't know. It should be interesting. Um, if anything, I'm going to shoot for, you know, at least those next year um, <laughs> just to see what's going on. But uh, I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but you had the – didn't you have this year – like Poison Ivy got sick this year, correct? Yes. So it's like yeah. – and then you're going to move, and then you're going to try breeding her. Like I, I – I, trust me, this, I would love for you to breed those and prove that out, but it's like sometimes you just want to – the, the no whole thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's kind of got me really you know. worried, you know, um, it's going to be one of those things that definitely play by ear, um, to see how it goes, um, depending on at what point during the summer I move, uh, is really going to, uh, tell me on whether or not I'm going to try to breed or not. You know, um, if, if, if conditions seem cool, and animals don't seem stressed. Um, I'll give it a whirl. Uh, if not, uh, I'll probably maybe start with animals that I know have, have standed the test of time, um, produced for me multiple times and, and see what happens there. But, you know, I think to a certain extent, man, you're, you're right. I think it's, I, you know, which is fine, man. I, I have no problem with taking a year off and just, coming back even stronger the following year, you know, that, that being said, you could have a complete opposite turnaround where you get there, you put everybody together and they just eggs. So many eggs (laughs) that you cannot walk through your room. Eggs. I mean, like that could happen too. And yeah, I wish it is the one where you have more babies and you know what to do with. Cause I wish that for all of my friends who are breeding, but through my own experiences, as well as everybody else's, you're probably going to get a few, and, and yeah. you will, because that's just how it goes. Dude, I moved in December, and I got three clutches last year, and I'm usually yeah. good for about four or five. So right. how it goes. You're going to get a few. So hopefully it's a few of the really, really good ones. So Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. So um, speaking of uh, dark carpets, um, what's your thoughts on the thing that Don Patterson hatched out? I want it. <laughs> so do you have any thoughts on what it is or what it would be? Want it, or... want it. Want it. I want it. I want it. I don't care what you it just is. Just want, want it. 
What if it's it. uh, yeah. a cross? Hello? Mm. What did you do? <laughs> Hang up? Or? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> See, now, Don has not released what the parents are, correct? No. Okay. Which I don't that understand that, that but. Me. Well, yes. I, I do, but I don't. Now, I don't. Say, uh, well, no, I do. And I will explain it to you. <laughs> now, Sam but I don't. a pair of shoes. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm explaining. Um, say I had a pair of coastals that I had and I bred one year and I sold all the babies. And then the following year I bred them again because I kind of let the clutch and then an all, the all-black animal pops out. Do I pump the brakes of telling everybody what the pairing was to prevent people running around like maniacs saying that they have an animal that's tied to the line that is the black one? That's some ball python shit, man. <laughs> now, or, or, like, say I sold a pair of those coastals to you. Do I talk to you and say, hey, the black one came out of the parents that produced yours. When you raise them up, I want you to breed those babies to each other and see if you get a black one. We'll kind of see how it goes. I'm going to breed the parents again next year, see if we can get a black one. And kind of see how it goes, rather than having everybody under the sun going nuts because they got a, a, a male or a female or some other shit. Yeah. So, all right. Let me start by saying this. I like Don Patterson a lot. I think he's an awesome guy. I think that uh, he's been on the show multiple times. Uh, he's bred multiple species of python. I really like uh, talking to him. I like his approach. I like how he thinks. Um, yeah. All that. That being said, I personally think that if you're – I totally get how excited that you would be about hatching out something like that. Um, yeah. When I look at it, um, yes. my feeling is is that it looks like a granite zebra. That's just my opinion of what I see. I've looked at the picture. I think you need, I to, be, I think you need to shed a few more times before we try to make any decisions well, about what the hell it looks like. That's the other thing. You know, I mean, you know, yeah. uh, you can't really judge something like that till it sheds. Got to get a feel for what's going on. Right. Uh, I think that if you're not willing to share the whole story, then don't share it at don't all. Don't share any of it. Right. Just wait until you got to figure it out. Like it may be an issue of like, he doesn't really know what the, maybe he doesn't know who the parents were. Maybe he doesn't, he's trying to track down the lineage of it. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you're right. Maybe he did sell some of the babies and, uh, you know, if there's an all black carpet, uh, obviously that's a project because he does do it for a living. Obviously, that's a project that he wants to, uh, you know, <laughs> he doesn't want to get out of control quick nah. because uh, he's probably looking at the price of morphs and how they're going uh, to date. Right. And, uh, you know, maybe he wants to uh, to try to uh, be uh, very protective yeah. with the project, so to speak. So, uh, well, yes, now, I can here's, understand here's all Here's my that. question. Here's my question. If, if, if you... By the way, if I ever call you and I like start throwing money at you to give to give back any of the animals you ever got from me, 
it's because something hatched out of a clutch that it's related to, and I want it back. So um, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's always be suspicious of that. <laughs> so, yes. you know, it, like I just mentioned huh? all those people who have like spread lie or something. If I call them and I go, so that mail, I think I really want it back. It's because an albino popped out. All right. It's because <laughs> I need it back. <laughs> so, um, it's, don't, if I ever call anybody asking about an animal that you purchased from me, it's because something's up. All right. So, you know, for all you know, how do you know Don isn't trying to track down a girl that this thing is related to that might be a year or so older and might sure. be ready to breed before he is? Like, like first off, right. we don't even know this thing. If this thing is a male or female, correct? Right. No. Let's just, no, let's no, just say, there's really no information on it. No information. Let's just say, through the grace of God, it's a boy. Thank effing Jesus. So now we can breed it to hell in two years as opposed to four. 18 right. months if Don pushes it. Anyway, let's say it's a boy, and let's say Don knows somebody. Like, imagine if I sold you a girl, and its sibling, who happened to be a boy, turned out black. You know, obviously you and I are cool enough and friends enough that I will be like, hey, uh, this happened. Can I borrow the girl? <laughs> and we'll do that. But let's say he sold it. The only girl he can get his hands on is to somebody who maybe isn't into it or maybe he's not willing to share a project with or is still fairly new, blah, 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 blah. You risk having to split the project or you just try to buy the girl back. You really want to tell him why you're trying to get the girl back, all this other crap. So there, there could be tons of reasons. The other reason just could be just Don hasn't gotten there. Like he doesn't have the information or he's only sharing it with a select few because he's hoping to repeat the pairing or that male sired another clutch that's also in the incubator. So he's tapping the brakes a little bit before he tries to draw any conclusions. There's a lot of stuff that unfortunately all we can do is speculate and talk about how, what we would do in that situation. The only person who knows for sure is Don. And uh, all that stuff will come to light. Everybody just, Needs to be patient. Yeah, yeah. That being, um, that being said, though, if a pure black animal hatched out, I would just call Nick and say, "Are you going to be home tomorrow?" And then it would be out of my house immediately, like immediately. I would drive it to Washington. I no, I am not going to be responsible for killing an entire morph of carpet python from something weird happening in my house. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. No. <laughs> Ah man. Yep. I I would not I would not do that. But um so yeah, I don't know. That was kind of uh that was kind of a cool thing, that I guess. Was a weird uh, thing. But I think on that same post <clears throat> some of the morph haters came out of the woodwork, you know, hating. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was it was kind of a, uh, you know, oh, here we go, another morph, blah, 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 you know. It's like, All right, whatever, man. Can't be happy for the dude that he hatched something out that was cool, you know, and he's just sharing it. But it makes you not want to share shit. But that's kind of really why I haven't really shared Poison Ivy stuff. You know, I talk about it and I right. post up pictures. I just send them to people that, you know, I think are cool, you know, and it would appreciate it. And maybe or give me some feedback <laughs> of what their thoughts are. Except for you, Owen, because you don't appreciate it. it. You just say, "What the what the hell is this shit? <laughs> the hell is what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you clearing? Cle- want- what are you clogging up my? You also want people uh, who can, yeah, exactly. Get this out of here. Make more room for 
corn snakes. I mean, like, it's, <laughs> like, also, you want people who could be successful with the project and cultivate new lines. I can't do that. So, yeah. Well, you don't have to necessarily uh, work with the project to appreciate the project. See, I'm, you know I'm I mean? the perfect. I'm the perfect guy to sell projects to, especially if it's an IJ. Uh, your morph is protected. I'll never produce it. So, you know. Speaking of uh, never producing, uh, it's a good segue. Um, it's just true. It is. You might not never produce uh, ever produce uh, uh, an IJ, but. Um, I don't care. The, uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, you know, the idea. I so we got an email uh, from. Ooh. Let me see if I I pull it up. Uh, I thought we would hit on this at some point during our talk tonight, since tonight is just me and you. But um, so we got an email from a listener, Lee Smith. And he says, hi, guys. I hope all is well. Uh, I really enjoyed the show and was wondering if you and Owen could touch on husbandry Mm. and feeding tips. I know the the show is geared towards breeding, but as a relative Mm. new keeper, I like more inputs on temps, the importance of humidity versus hydration, feeding amounts and frequency, caging, etc. Been keeping carpets for a little over a year now, and I think... Got a pretty good grasp on things, but there are a lot of us new keepers who would appreciate more experienced voices. Just a little food for thought. Thank you. Be well. Best wishes. Great breeding season. Let me know if you have any nice albino projects in the works, too. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the thing that, you know, we've said it on the show. I've said it multiple times. And I see people say it a lot, but they talk about that you can just keep snakes. You know, you don't have to necessarily breed them. You know, um, no. I think though that 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 people still buy pairs and people. You know, you have some people that buy, you know, just a random pet snake, and um, that does happen. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, do you see that a lot? I don't. I don't see that so much. Uh, do you see it? The random pet snake, no, the random pet snake, I don't see that much. If I do, it's like, these are my projects. These are my carpet pythons, insert animal here, Amazon tree boas, green tree pythons, blah, blah, blah. And this is my, and then, like, it's something weird off the cuff. Right. This one's a pet. Like, it's like, oh, dude, these are all my ball pythons. But over here, and then it's like a six-foot cage. It's got furniture, and it's got, like, leaves and crap. This is my yellow-tailed Kribo, and it's like, what? It's like, that I see a lot. If I see a pet snake, it's it, it's an animal that fell into someone's lap that they're like, yeah, sure, I give it a cage, and then it sticks around. Now, when that happens to somebody like you or me, it hangs out for a bit, and they're like, you know what would be awesome? If I get you a male or a female, and I tried to breed it, because that would be cool, baby versions of you. And then either eventually it stays, and you try to breed it, or it never does, and that's that's a lot of projects have started out that way for me because, you know, when I got Macos Pythons, I got a lone male Macos Python, and it started with the whole, you're awesome. And it could have gone either way. Like, after about a month, I could have been like, I hate this thing, get it out. Or it could be like, or, or it could have gone with the, you know, he's cool, he can hang out, and eventually I would need cage space and i get rid of him. But it went a different route because of the way my head works, and I'm like, you know what, I'll get a girl. Because if you're going to be here and you're really cool, I should make more of you. That's awesome. 
So, and that's how it goes. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's really where it goes with me uh, is I, I want to take it to the next level of attempting to breed it. Now I don't do this for a living. So I don't care if the pairs that I have breed. I try, I try my best, but I'm not, I've gotten past the point of I'm going to get rid of these animals because I can't make them produce because I've kind of gotten it through my head over the years of doing stupid things like that is that if you hang in there every once in a while, you, they will. And maybe it won't happen every year, but you, you might get a clutch somewhere and you don't necessarily have to sell out the entire clutch immediately. So right. I like to take my time, and I actually have kind of felt a little bit better about the, my collection and what I'm doing with it over the years. And a lot of animals, like I said, I've said a million times, I don't have to produce rough-scale pythons. Don't care. Right. If, right. I, if I ever produce them, that would be fantastic. It would be so freaking cool. But I might not even sell the babies to you people. I, they might all be mine. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like... That's just how it goes. Where you don't necessarily have to, you know. I know, I know what Lee was talking about with the whole keeping and wanting to know a little bit more. We do kind of get into the keeping when it comes to carpet pythons when we talk to various keepers, but everybody does it differently, and so, that's what you kind of got to take into account here. So, so let's try yeah. to let's try to break this down and try to try to okay. get into some details, and I'll I'll, I'll be. I'll pretend like I'm the interviewer and I'll throw out a question. And oh my God! It's a flashback. You can throw it back. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so, what would be your number one husbandry tip for keeping carpet pythons? Most keep important thing: keep them dry. I would agree. Keep them dry. Yep. Uh, I've had issues, especially because I've had issues with babies uh, with the blister disease whatever the hell they call it, where they spend right. far too much time in their water bowls. Um, and then they end up getting like those little clear blisters underneath your scales. And it takes a few sheds for it to go away. And it, and it does, especially if you dry them out and you give them some betadine wash. But, you know, I, they do well with, like, you know how you've seen, we've seen over at Matt Minotola's place with the baby bloods. It's like, they're like sitting in water and he goes, yeah, they're fine. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Like my, I would <laughs> yeah. never do that with a baby carpet. It's like it's twitching. So um, I found keep them dry. And then also, uh, and this is a new revelation, is that certain hide boxes can help you keep them out of things like a pea-filled cage or anything like that. Uh, I shifted over to hide boxes that are tubs with lids and a hole in the side so that the snake can go in to the tub, like slide in through the hole or sit on top of the box. So it's kind of like having a shelf in their cage, but actually actually having a shelf in the cage. And because they can, they have to climb into the box, there's a floor. So I just had one female snake, you know, obviously it happened. She took a, she peed and the entire cage was soaking wet. And she was able to climb inside her hide box and sit there on a bunch of dry, newspaper and not be sitting in her, you know, pea soaked paper until I got home to clean her. So, right. 
And it's, it's and it, that I found is would be a, I like that one. I, I mean, I for one uh, do that, and that would be my one tip. Is uh, I think we had it on the show. I forget who said it, but the once the hide box is once the hide is compromised, they tend not to use it, or they uh-huh. tend not to feel safe in it. So by doing the whole bins with the lid and the hole on the side, you can remove the hide box without pulling the snake out, and the hide is never compromised. And they use it a lot. Right. More often when you don't rip, like flip it open and pull them out to the point where I'm now shifting all my cages into hides like this so that uh, cleaning is so much faster, <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> I just pull the yeah. bin out, pull the bin out, clean the cage, put the bin back in. You just point the hole at like another, like the side of a cage and the snake's like, oh, there must be a wall here and they don't come out. So, right. and then once the one time you catch them out of the box is when you clean the box. So it's, right. I assume I'm going to see more females laying eggs inside their hides than I used to because now the right. hide is not compromised. She'll feel more secure. It's light enough that they can move the bin. So that would be my suggestion is get the right kind of hide box and keep them dry. So that's yeah, I think, <laughs> I think for me, one thing that I would say is pretty much uh, a consistent with all the different people that we talk to. Uh, one of the things that mm-hmm. I've learned is that they don't have to be kept as hot as you think. Um, no. So I think that, uh, you know, target temperature for me, as far as a hot spot is maybe 84, 85. As far as Agreed. ambient 78 to 80, you know, um, you know, if you're just keeping them, uh, carpets, I think, If and this is just, you know, you're not going to breed them or anything like that. You're just keeping them. I think that they would do well with uh, ambient temperatures of maybe 80, 82, and you don't even need a yeah. hot spot. Uh, you can keep them no. successfully that way, and uh, you'll have no issues. Um, and I would also suggest that if you are just kind of trying, if you're looking for a Morelia just as a pet, look into something like a bread lie an inland, or if you're even wanting to a diamond, those are Morelia that are far, far more forgiving when it comes to temperature shifts and crazy stuff like that because of what they are. So, you know, if, if say I just want to keep a Morelia, go buy a baby bread lie because you're, you're never going to kill it unless you drop a brick on it. So. I think um, the other thing, uh, that I that I've learned, and I think this probably applies more so to chondros than than um, carpets. But uh, I think I'm starting to approach my carpets the same way. I think a lot of people have this misconception about humidity, and like Owen yep. said, you don't want your cage to be wet. Wet in a cage is bad. Very uh, bad. I don't. I, it's not good. Um, but you want, I think the things that separate chondros and carpets is that carpets actually will use their water bowl, uh, whereas mm-hmm. chondros they, they could be sitting above it forever. And they, you know, that's why sometimes, I guess you do have to spray them because uh, they'll drink off of their, um, you know, their coils or something like that. Uh, but we'll stick to carpets for this discussion. So as far as carpets go. I think that uh, the more that you would change the water bowl, the better off you will be because uh, the animal will stay hydrated. 
and uh, you know you'll have uh, perfect sheds. I've never had bad sheds and carpets. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's just me, um, but I've never had a bad shed uh, as far as now. I've had sheds that are bad on tondros. I've had them on scrubs. Mm-hmm. I've had them mm-hmm. on ball pythons. Um, I've had them on Burmese pythons. Um, you know, uh, retics, <laughs> but carpets? Nah, nope. Haven't had it. They shed perfect and even, and you're saying, all the time. Even if you have a rough shed on a carpet python, it's like then what I did is I, I tipped over their water bowl, closed up their cage, walked away, came back later that night, and they peeled it all. I mean, like, it's – and, again, now yeah. this is, like, we're talking, like, the one or two times I had a bad shed on a freaking carpet, which I think it was probably because something was dried out in the whole freaking room or something like that, or I had just gotten it and it wasn't used to things. But even then, it, it, it's one of those things where it, it, it's after a little bit, or even then, just like I said, tipping the water bowl over – walking away and coming back that night, they take care of it. They're very hardy and very able to take care of themselves when it comes to those things. Yes. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I mean, as far as uh, that, that that would be my thing. So next thing, I guess, would be the topic of uh, feeding and feeding frequency. Uh, What are you using as food? Um, Like we talked about earlier, I think we talked about with the hatchlings at the beginning of the show um, about you know, uh, feeding them live. That's what I do. Owen does something yep. different. He goes frozen thawed right from the gate. He has success. I have I success. Um, I think the most, there are many ways the most, to skin the cat. So. Yeah. The most important thing you have to do is understand what your snake is telling you, because you will be able to figure it out if you're paying attention. And I think you'll mm-hmm. have a better feel. Um, I think your snake will tell you if it's hungry. I think uh, I really like the idea that Ryan Young has is that he kind of, I mean, again, he's doing with this with chondros, but it really could be applied to anything is that you kind of watch your snake. snake. If they're roaming around the cage, more than likely they're hungry, you know. Um, Well, um, you and I were talking about this last week. Um, I bought a pair of California king snakes, and the guy I bought it from was like, hey, man, you can probably put them together and they'll breed right now. And then the female kept trying to bite me and kept trying to like eat my thumb. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to put these two together because I'm pretty sure this is going to end in blood. And it's like, cause you're paying the frick attention. Owen, you know that you don't want to put the Cali Kings together because they may eat each other. Where some other person who isn't paying attention would be like, he said I could breed them, chuck them together. And then it could end very, very badly. So. Yeah, that could be trouble. <laughs> yeah, we'll sure. yeah, avoid that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's as as far as feeding. Again, that's something that uh, really uh, de- depends on what you're trying to do. Um, yeah. You know. I, I mean, if you if you're just keeping, I think that you could probably get away with. Uh, feeding your snake every couple of weeks, you know, uh, an adult carpet, uh, maybe a medium rat, you know, um, I think that people will find that if they have a male, um, I know when I first got in the carpets and really wasn't into breeding them, just keeping them, 
The one thing I noticed mm-hmm. is that in the wintertime, they wouldn't eat. Of course, yep. with my inexperience back then, uh, I panicked and, you know, my carpet python won't eat, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, but that's just, I think that's just, the, they're just cycling, you know. Um, my approach is more of a cycle feed. So, uh, I, you know, I think, I think that, uh, with some of the snakes that I keep, um, you know, dropping the temperatures, you know, IJs in particular, I think, you know, coming from, uh, where the chondros are, you know, in the area that chondros are from, I think they're a little more sensitive than the other carpets, uh, because they don't have the temperature drops that, you know, like diamonds and inlands and, you know, I think southern coastals fall into this. You know, the farther north you get, the, I think the more that uh, they're probably more, um, they get a little more sensitive. And I think IJs in particular, um, I noticed just my experience that uh, most of the issues that I have with respiratory infections or anything like that has always been from uh, those type of animals. Um IJs uh, <clears throat> like it dry, and if you don't keep mm-hmm. it dry, uh, you could run into issues as well because, you know, they're coming from dry savanna, um, not really like a rainforest jungle type of deal. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, for me, cycling will be the uh, food cycling will be the cue that uh, would get them going uh, without really dropping the temps. I mean, when we've dropped the temps, uh, in, in, in the past, um, the, uh, you know, I, I've, I've run into some issues. Um, but when I drop the temps, um, for my collection in general, IJs usually don't require any kind, you know, cause I gradually drop the temps and, you know, the temperature really isn't at any point to where I would consider it, you know, dropped and they're, uh, already locked up and breeding and ovulating and all that kind of stuff. So um, mm-hmm. it really kind of depends on the, the species you're keeping or subspecies. Um, you know, I think that we've done some past episodes where we've talked species specific. I think we've done some episodes where uh, we broke it down by subspecies and talked about uh, our experiences with, with them. Um, you know, maybe we right. should do uh uh, we'll do some more shows to where we're we're talking uh, topic specific, so we can break it down a little more. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I think it's just a general overview. I think carpets are are very forgiving captive. I think they're one of the hardiest pythons going. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, you're not going to really run into trouble. I really believe that once inlands become more popular, they're going to be the go-to pet carpet python because. They're just bulletproof and I want pretty, pretty awesome, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I think we, I think we kind of hit on, uh, trying to say, well, I mean, as- you know, and then they were talking about caging and stuff. I mean, like we said a million times, I keep my guys, my adults in four by two by two and three by two by two. And then I keep jubies in 32s and 41 quart racks, and then I keep all my babies in five quart rack tubs, and that's right. I mean, right. and that's what we're talking about carpets, and that's pretty much good for almost all the pythons I have. You of course have rack systems, and you keep different, and 
you have success and I have success. So it really is all about what works for you. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, they both will work. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I probably, if I, you know, all said and done, uh, I think that a cage is a better for the animal as far as um, you have not only, you know, sometimes with, with racks, you lose some height or you might have the floor space, yep. but you, you lose height, you know, um, really doesn't matter when you have an animal like a ball python, but you know, I mean, you can argue back and forth on whether it matters if it's a carpet python. When I did keep my carpets in big cages where there was height to it, at least 15 inches or higher, um, and offered them a perch, they never perched. So no, <laughs> you know, and, I and I'll agree they they don't perch, but if you but do, I have seen some like people said, perch. Exactly, and I have too. Yeah. But I, I, but I, what I, if you do what I do with the bin thing, you'll see that they are more, uh, they're, they're more likely to coil up and sit on top of something that's larger and square, like a bin, um, or a shelf, than they would maybe a, a branch. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, so, I know what you mean. You know. I know, and, and you know what the other thing you said. Remember, I couldn't get the rust scales to perch for the longest goddamn time, until Julie told me that my perches were too thin because they like like giant thick branches to just lay on top of. So right, you know, just because they're related to chondros and they might sometimes perch like chondros, doesn't mean they're gonna do it all the time. So well, yeah, I I guess if you think about it scientifically. Um, con- uh, rough scales live in rock crevices and chondros live in oh, trees. My. So, <laughs> I'm not putting rocks in the roughy cages. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> saying that. I'm just saying that they're not, <laughs> they're not necessarily going to be perching on a branch, is what I'm saying. You know what <laughs> I mean? This is my, this is my Owen Pelly Python cage. Where is it? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of rocks and crevices. You yeah. never see it. I lay food yeah. down on that rock and it disappears. <laughs> yeah, just like the wild. <laughs> just like the wild. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I hope that answers uh, a lot of your questions. Um, um, I'm sure uh, you'll hear us talk if from you, time to time. Yeah, I mean, if you if you do have questions about keeping of carpet pythons, so you are still fairly new. Remember, we do have the entire back catalog. If you're interested in keeping or how other people, other breeders, do just keep their carpet pythons, um, give it a listen. Um, yeah. You know, uh, find anybody who's coming on who works primarily with carpet pythons because we usually ask them the same questions of how do you do your setups, what's going on. Uh, and like we've said a million times, just because this person does it this way doesn't mean you have to. Um, Eric and I lived at one point probably like what? 10 minutes away from each other and yes. kept and bred carpet pythons completely freaking different. So yeah. but both that's had just success. how it goes. Yeah. Dear God. Yeah. <sighs> Same with, uh, you know, I think a good example is uh, Bill down in Texas and us up here on the East yeah. coast, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's completely different, you know, so yeah. uh, kind of have to just, like I said, get your basics down. Uh, what the, requirements are 
and just kind of tweak it. You know, just watch your snake yeah. and tweak it. That's it. Best thing yeah. you can do. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, let's see. I think I don't think. Is there anything else that you had to hit on? Uh, uh, I'm be taking pictures in the next couple of days, so that's gonna suck. But, um, <laughs> pictures? Yeah, I gotta get pictures yeah. with the babies and get them sold, man. Well, the problem, there's a bunch of. Sh- uh, the problem is, I'm like, you know what? I'm only gonna get two snakes this summer. And now the problem is, is that all the people who I've been watching for certain pairings and breedings. They're all having success, and I'm like, damn it. And so I have to get on to the whole quickly, you know, get moving with the whole selling my baby so I can get some snake money, and then I can quickly spend all my snake money and then go snake broke again. So, um, and, the, you know, the problem is obviously uh, you want to track down a Timor python. you got some black-faced white lip. I'm watching everybody under the sun who has a pair of rough scale pythons that could potentially go. So, you know, then there's, then there's the surprise things like the one I'm not even sure we can mention on air that we found out about earlier today um, that I have to go and do that too. So it's, oh, God, yeah. damn it. I have, to, I have to sell some babies. So, Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, doesn't that doesn't it, that suck when uh, something like that happens and you're like, oh god damn it? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, it, and and it's one of those things that it's like I can pass it up. No, no, you no, you cannot. It's like I really can't. Not with some of these things. So that's my problem is that as long as I'm not purchasing like morph carpet pythons, it's like. The the thing that bites in the back of my head is when is the next time you're going to see these available again? It's like I don't know. Like when is the next time you're going to be able to get black cats and black face whale again? I don't know. And then like there's a, well, you know, Ryan and Chad will produce next year, maybe. So the, there's a project that I that I got into via trade that I will share with you okay. after the show. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, this is this is a good one. All right, everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, did some uh, some trading and uh, some some. Uh, I'm pretty excited about it. You probably won't give two shits about it, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you come at me with albino red and sliders, I will drive to your house and smack you. Okay. So. No, it is not that. <laughs> Not oh, that, thank God. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm really excited about these Raiders class. What the fuck is the matter with you? So, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, I, like I said, I'll share it with you after the, uh, cool. after all right. the show. <clears throat> um, all, the, all the viewers right now are pissed. Um, yeah, they're all mad. So. Well, you got to go something like that. I will tell you, you this. Yeah. It is not. Yeah. It is not a carpet python. <gasps> And it is not Morelia. It is not Morelia. And it is not a ball python. Stop it. I can't handle this anymore, all right? Yeah. All right. The anticipation is killing me. So so it's pretty cool. Anyway, um, let's see. 
when is the next Hamburg? August. August. Okay. I don't That's know why. I'm not really looking forward to it because it was disgusting in June to the point yeah. where I'm like having I like I'm like I'm pretty sure I laid my head on the table for like 20 minutes and went please kill me. Um, it, it was <laughs> disgusting. It is so hot. Uh, like you know you know it's horrible when I yeah. have to turn on the heat on my displays and the snakes are sleeping soundly oh, gosh. in their acrylic <laughs> displays. Oh boy. Like, I woke every single one of them up when I had to pull them out because they're like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I was very comfortable at 85 degrees. It was horrible. And it's one of those shows where it, it, where if, they, if, if, if the customer isn't wearing deodorant, you just want to die. <laughs> so oh, like, God. <laughs> they come up and I was like, wondering where you were like, going. <laughs> Oh my god! It's like they're like I want to know about carpet pythons, and you almost like throw something at them so they leave. It's like no, get, just go away. And by the end of the show, you're just like I just want to go home. And like, if I had a pool, I would be like the snakes are inside, and I would just flop into the pool and lay there for ten minutes. You should get a pool. <laughs> 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 when when you and Dory move, get a pool. This way, every after every hamburger, you just come outside and just floating in it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> I just sent you the picture, by the way. I know. I'm going to look at it now and make comments that nobody can. <gasps> the hell is that? <laughs> Where the hell did you get that? Is that what I think it is? Huh? Is that a what I, yeah. Or is that just a No that. It's not No. Yeah, it's that. It's a that. It's that. <laughs> yeah. It's a that. It's a Are we gonna breed that are we gonna breed that? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, it's a that of a that. How'd yeah. you get that? <laughs> right, so no, people are gonna get mad. <laughs> yeah. Who's all yeah, we'll stop. But there you go. That's my uh all right. Wow. You were, yeah, all right. You weren't lying. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so that's the, next, that's the next Hamburg show, and that's in August. In August, the, the summer show is like June and August because there is no air conditioning in that building. Uh, it, it's one of those shows where people kind of just, they, they don't, they show up in the beginning before the doors open, before the sun gets out, they get uh-huh. in, they buy what they need to buy, and then they get the hell out of there. It's right. usually busy, 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 noontime dead. And then it just, it's just a slow trickle. Um, there's not a lot of the people who are just wandering around, maybe interested with some money in their pocket looking for a pet or a new project. There's a lot of people coming in going, I came here looking for this, and I also came here for my feeders. And then I'm gone. Right. Right. So that's part of it. Um, they moved me uh, two Hamburgs ago, and I'm kind of on the fence about it because I'm not behind Matt anymore, which sucks. Especially uh, because, oh, uh, you know, Matt – I know, Matt doesn't really have anybody to, like, watch his shit for him. So I wandered over there at some point during the show, and he goes, can you watch this so I can get a drink and go to the bathroom? I'm like, yeah. So um, 
that sucks. But they have me over in like this little mini carpet row that they're building in Hamburg, where it's Howard Redding, Jason Balin, me, and then uh, Eric Kohler is going to be with us in line next show. Okay. And then an aisle over is Jamie. So it's like it, slowly but surely we're trying to get all the carpet guys in one row, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. Because, you know, every once in a while uh, somebody's like, yeah, I was looking for caramels, and Jason points at me. Or, you know, uh, somebody was like, I, I, got, I wanted a jungle male. And Howard's uh-huh. like, I got a jungle male. And he goes, do you have a jungle female? And it's like, no, but there's one over there on Owen's table. And it's like you point it out and kind of hook it up a lot like what you do with Tinley. So it's right. kind of like that, but on a smaller scale. Because um, there are always those times where somebody comes up to me and they say, I'm looking for an Xanax. And I'm like, well, Eric Kohler has Xanax, and he's over there. And then after the show, I'm like, did that guy come over and talk to you about Xanax? He goes, what guy? And I'm like, damn it. So it's like between my table and Eric Kohler's table, the dude somewhere somehow got lost and spent his money on a golden child retick or something like that. So it's kind of one of those things. Right. So. <clears throat> okay. Why you gonna you want to come and run yeah, my table? Yeah, I think um, I can stay at home in the air conditioning. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think I might make the trek up there. Um, oh shit! Uh, yeah, I think I might I might do it. Not necessarily Good. sell stuff, but you know, I don't know. Well, maybe uh, I will. Uh, a few people have been asking me how tall you actually are, so <laughs> I would probably have to show you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to stand on a box when they get there. They're going to be like, you're not short at all. <laughs> you're going to be behind the table on a, on a box. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm taller than Owen. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. That's yeah. when I kick the box out from underneath you. But, I mean, I, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I don't uh, – let's see. As far as shows coming up for us, we went on a long – we had a long, uh, a long batch of shows there that uh, yeah. without any breakup of us, um, just doing one of these type of shows. Um, we've had some. I think I think we probably had some really cool shows. Some of the coolest in the past uh, couple episodes that we've done. Um, I know uh, the fellows from uh, GTP Keeper Radio are going to be coming and hanging out with us on, um, I think it's the 19th, if I'm not nice. mistaken, July 19th. So that's the only one that I have lined up, per se, at the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, stay tuned. But uh, that should be cool. Um, maybe uh, we'll be talking uh, talking some Condro and, you know, uh, just uh, I'm sure we'll get into – podcast talk and uh you know uh just the the overall reptile uh, community yeah. and all that kind of stuff and, so and, and bills on so i'm going to demand some rough scale talk just cause so yeah that'll be interesting uh because again you don't hear a lot of uh people uh, are able to come on and talk about that and uh, uh i always like hearing about that because i can relate to um to Lee and his questions because, you know, you guys are keeping rough scales and, you know, you're, you're experiencing it. But, uh, a guy like me, who's not keeping them, you know, I want to know all the details of what you're doing. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to do what you're doing, 
you know, because it might not work for my setup, but I still want to know, you know, you know what you're doing. So at least gives me a sort of a foundation on like how you would proceed with uh, with those guys. And yeah. I think when you when you have two people talk about a species they work with, I think sometimes the conversation, some things come out that you know you might not think are important, but are. If that makes sense. It's a bumpy carpet python. That's, that he wants it. <laughs> that's it. So, okay. That's, that's See? It. Yeah. See how he simplifies things, folks? Yeah. He makes it easy. <laughs> it's like the Cliff Notes version of Python keeping. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an overpriced, bumpy carpet python. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. Um, you know, to go yeah. back to. Um, uh, what what I was saying at the beginning of the show about the morphs and you know I, I'm not getting out of morphs uh, I'm not I still have my morphs I, st- I still love them and all but um, I don't know I've I have pr- uh, all the Antaresia now I have Walmas right. blackheads right. waters olives right. Um, right. I'm kind of just enjoying keeping those different species I gotta be honest Isn't you know it? I mean. Isn't that the really cool thing? Because, I mean, you and I talked about this before, where it's like, out of all the morph projects I have, if I were to get a clutch of white lip eggs, olive eggs, yeah. macklot eggs, I would be more excited about those normal babies than I would whatever the hell's coming out of a carpet morph clutch at the moment. Yeah. It's almost like that's where my collection is leaning towards, to the point where I'm like, I told you again, eventually all these other animals are going to start growing up and I'm going to need cage space. And it's like, do I really want to keep this carpet python morph project? Probably not. So right. I will probably yeah. start gearing more and more towards the weird ass shit that I'm hoping to breed. So <laughs> yeah, last, last awesome. week I had posted, I had posted up this picture of, uh, we talked about it earlier of this old dude with the, with the uh, scrolls and he's like uh, writing it with a feather and I saw that picture and I just started cracking up. But um, I'm looking at my, (laughs) I'm looking at now one thing that I really don't write down per se is my normal pairings, you know, like non-morph pairings. Uh, Because what I kind of do is as they grow up, I kind of look for a look, see what they look like and see which pair would look good together. And, not to pat myself on the back, but when it comes to normal coastals, I have a pretty, pretty nice group of normal coastals that have no morph in it at all. And if all goes well, at some point they produce, hopefully next year, uh, I will be really jazzed just to get it. They probably nobody will give a shit, you know, <laughs> except a few people. Uh, but, uh, Honestly, oh, honestly, the uh, yeah, I'm I'm ruining uh, dreams right now. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the uh, uh, that would be something that I would really be really excited about. Again, like I said, I'm not getting out of morphs. I'm still into carpet morphs. You know, it's just that I'm not into the race that is morphs in general and reptiles, you know, to me, that's, yeah, I mean, that's not what it's about. You know, I'm going to produce my no. morphs and I'll do it at my pace and it is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm like, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I could spend a shit ton of money on all these morphs or I can wait a couple of years 
when they're like given to me for free by random people because they don't want them anymore. Like my granite, like a lot of jags I keep getting. It's like the, if I went back in time, the animals that I have been given over the years would have been uh-huh. worth thousands. And it's like, that's, and, and that's what eventually gets down to. I don't need to be the first. It's a cool project. I want to play with it, but I'm not rushing to it. I'm not power feeding my exanic jags so they can breed with this, that, and the other thing. So I can produce that shit that's already out there. Right. So that I can eventually shorten the life of my exanic jags because I pounded them full of racks. So I'm just going to breed, see what I can produce, think it's cool, move on. Again, if I could break even and produce and make enough money to feed my animals, help with the electric bill, and maybe buy in a new project at the end of the year, that is awesome. That's all I want to do. I have a yeah. job. The job pays for the other shit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's cool to. Uh, what are you gonna do? Yep. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm just. Like I said, happy that, uh, you know, I almost have all the species in the uh, Australian pythons of the world. Volume one, you know, it's oh kind of exciting God. for me. It's like yeah. uh, the ultimate checklist, so to speak. But uh, no, I mean, if you haven't experienced like, you know, I you know, I keep saying this all the time. Walma pythons, they're cool pythons, man. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. underrated. I'll tell you what, water pythons really surprised me. You know, I'm thinking like... Uh, you Your know, fuck is really nice. Deal, blah, blah, blah. Then you're like, oh, wow, these are pretty freaking cool. So, Mine I don't know. evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Just pure evil. <laughs> pure evil. Pure so, evil. Hate them. So, I don't know. You got anything else? You want to wrap it up and get the heck out of here? I, I'm good. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Get the hell out of here. You do your stick. I'll do my stick, and then we'll go home. Wait, we're already okay. home. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, Morelia Python Radio. Uh, we have a website called MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, we have a Facebook. We have Twitter. Facebook, we're at 999 likes. Damn it. Oh somebody just God, like it, so we're at like 1,000, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Jeez. Um, the one thing that I will throw out there that I don't know if people know about this or not, and uh, Rob Stone didn't know about this, so apparently we're not uh, – he's like this. the number one fan. So if he doesn't know about it, then I'm assuming that you guys don't know about it. But every Thursday yeah. I post up an old episode. Uh, you know, I go back into the archives, and I I post up a, a, an episode so that, uh, you know, apparently people back Thursday. Could, be, could be too lazy – to uh, want to go through and uh, look at our archive. So I'm going to do it for you. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, and because we have, what is this, like episode 250-something-something? So everybody wants to talk about how they can listen to us on the Wednesday drive to work. Now, on Thursday, you can listen to the throwback episode on your way into work. Oh, my God, it's amazing now. Yes. Way to go, Owen. There you go. What I what I wanted this. to do was I wanted to do, you know, I was really a fan of the uh, the quick blast things that uh, um, Reptile Radio did, and man, I think that would be cool if every once in a while we just did a surprise show for fifteen twenty minutes. But so, you know, I know, really? <laughs> <laughs> I know, 
I know you can only take me for about three hours a week to talk to. <laughs> so it's a little much. <laughs> yeah. So you know, sometimes that can be uh, can be too much. But who knows? Maybe every once in a while we'll throw that in there too. But yeah, go like the Facebook page. I post up the link there. Uh, so or it's also posted Twitter as well. But really, the Facebook page is where uh, we share all the uh, important stuff. Uh, so, and our website, MoreliaPythonRadio.com, um, for our actual blog talk page is BlogTalkRadio.com slash MoreliaPythonRadio. Uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, maybe you have a, uh, an idea for a show, a question, uh, a question for a guest, a topic, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, you can send it to info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, so that's it as far as that goes. As far as myself, E.B. Morelia. Um, hopefully tomorrow at some point I'll be able to take some pictures um, and get some for sale ads up and going. Um, I have some Citrus Tiger stuff that's ready, and I want to get it, get it out. Um, I have the Citrus Tiger head albinos. They're on their third meal. So um, they're pounding food, so I want to get them going as well. Um, and who knows, I have some pure coastal stuff, caramels and uh, blah, blah, blah. So <clears throat> lots of head albino stuff. Uh, so, you know, look out for that. Um, one thing about my Facebook page, E.B. Morelia, is that my website actually links up to my Facebook page. I don't know how they do that or whatever, but it, there's a little tab up in the top that'll say store. If you click on that on my Facebook page, you'll see what I have available. If not, just go to my website, ebmorelia.com and you can click on the available and you'll see uh, what I have. So hopefully I, <clears throat> I can get those pictures tomorrow, um, get them up, get some prices on it and, and get those babies out. Um, so we have that. If you want to get in touch with me uh, as far as uh, any questions about what I have going on personally with uh, my collection or anything like that, eric at ebmorelia.com. Uh, and like I said, we have Facebook page. I have a Twitter, Instagram, uh, any of those ways um, are a good way to get in touch with me. If you want to get in touch with me on Facebook, just PM me directly at Eric Burke. Sometimes when I get PMs over on EB Morelia, I don't necessarily uh, see it right away. I don't know if you have that same problem, Owen, but for some reason do, it doesn't pop annoyed, up. Cause it's like, yeah. I do because then it's like response time, two hours. I'm like, fuck off. I was doing shit. <laughs> so it's like, you know, yeah. I hate that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I got there. So it's whatever. But, <laughs> um, uh, I guess my turn now. Yep, all you. All right. All right, so I got uh, rogue-reptiles.com, or you can go and find Rogue Reptiles on Facebook.com. Uh, we will have for sale ads up on Rogue Reptiles Facebook page probably by the end of the week. I was very stupid and fed the babies yesterday, which means I could not take pictures of them today and tomorrow because they're all full. So Thursday we'll do it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> They will be up by the end of the week. Uh, and then, of course, next week they will be transferred over to Rogue Reptiles 
website and then as well as the classified sites that we're members of. So if you want to get first dibs on babies, definitely go to Rogue's Facebook page. If you want to get first first dibs on babies, PM me. Let me know what you're looking for. I can hook you up with stuff. I ended up, like, actually selling an animal today without even taking pictures of it, and I just talked about it, and it's gone. So, yeah. Cool. Bite. Go come get them. Um, we got caramels, super caramel jags, super caramels, caramel jags, uh, and we have a one red coastal left because the entire clutch of those red tiger jags is gone. So, yeah, don't wait. Um and then we nice. have another clutch of high con jags in the incubator. So we're not quite done yet. Uh, so that's the way to get in touch with us. And like we said, with the next Hamburg, next show we'll be at will be Hamburg in August. I'll get you guys more dates as we get closer to that. So without any further ado, that's it. We're done. What we will say is everybody have a great night, and we're going to catch you all next week for some more Morelia Python radio. Good night.